Gillette presents the World Series. Yes, baseball's 1941 World Series between those amazing Brooklyn Dodgers and the powerhouse New York Yankees. And this is another cavalcade of sports broadcast by the Gillette Safety Razor Company. Your radio hosted football bowl games, the Kentucky Derby, all the major boxing bouts, and other important sports events of national interest. This World Series reaches you through the combined facilities of the Mutual Broadcasting System, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, and scores of affiliates. More than 300 stations from here to Hawaii and flies to the four corners of the world through short waves. This is Red Barber speaking from the Yankee Stadium. And right beside me are Bob Elson of WGN Chicago and Bill Corum of the New York Journal American. And now as we warm up for the opener, just let me remind you that, as usual, Gillette's advertising messages will be so timed that you won't miss a single play or a single thrill. Well, first of all, it's a great day as far as the weatherman is concerned. He frightened us, the life out of us yesterday, when he forecast probable showers for this mighty opener. But it is perfect weather. And, of course, people were doubly frightened around the neighborhood for fear that there would be rain today in view of the fact that September just ended has been the driest month from a rain standpoint in the history of the Weather Bureau at New York. And so everyone had the feeling that rain was really overdue, which it still is. But it's going to be overdue for another day at least because there is no rain today. It's perfect. Charlie McManus of the Yankee staff told me as I came into the park this morning that he goes back 26 years in baseball and that he has never seen a waiting line such as the waiting line this morning. The biggest all-time at Yankee Stadium. So that tells you what you want to know about the crowd. I don't see a vacant seat right now. And to all appearances, unless the eye is very deceiving, this is beyond a doubt at the moment. The greatest crowd ever to see a World Series ball game. And that tells you that. However, I can't tell you who is going to be the starting pitcher for Brooklyn except to say that uh, apparently it's going to be Kirk Davis. Leo DeRocha is persisting in his policy, as he said, of waiting to the last minute before he reaches into the pickle bat. And this is the moment. Here is Davis walking right out in front of the Brooklyn dugout now to start warming up with Roy Spencer, the bullpen coach and catcher. So it is going to be Kirk Davis, not definite. Of course, you wish to know the lineup. And his red roughing comes out for the Yankees, and Kirk Davis comes out for the Dodgers. Here they are. For Brooklyn, the visiting club here at Yankee Stadium. It is Dixie Walker leading off in right field. Billy Herman playing second base. Hitting third and winning the batting crown for the league in his first full season up. Pete Reza. That name is R-E-I-S-C-R. Reza in center. Dolph Camilli, the home run leader of the league and the leader in runs batted in. Batting fourth at first base. Joe Medrick in left field. Hitting sixth and playing at third is Harry Labajotto. Pee Wee Reese is at short. Mickey Owen is the catch. And Kirk Davis, who won 13 and lost seven, but was dynamite down the stretch. Davis is the start. For the Yankees, it's the regular batting order. Sturm leading off, playing first. And this is quite a climax for him at the end of his first rookie season up. Red Rolfe, underweight, but Red, in his own words, says he's ready and... As Red goes on to say, he wouldn't be out there if he wasn't ready. Roth at third. Tommy Henrich. H-E-N-R-I-C-H. It's pronounced as though there was a K on it. Henrich in right field. And the matchless Joe DiMaggio. Well, if we start talking about his record, we'll be talking until tomorrow. DiMaggio in center field. 
Tyler Keller, and he says that ankle is perfectly all right. And an important point about the ankle is that it is not the ankle on his pivot or power foot. Keller in left field. Bill Dickey is catching, hitting six. Then comes Joe Gordon, great second baseman, and probably just as great a tumbler. Gordon at second. And Scooter Rizzuto, Phil Rizzuto, finishing his rookie season. And he came up as a rookie in Sparkplug, the Yankees. Rizzuto at short. And Red Ruffing, who's won five and only lost once in World Series competition. And so those are the batting orders and the starting pitches. The weather is great. The crowd, well, you couldn't get any more in. And now, with a great deal of pleasure, I give you Bill Corum of the New York Journal-American. William? Okay, Red, and thank you a lot. The contrast between these two pitchers, fans, is, well, almost remarkable. Ruffing is a great, big, powerful, warhorse sort of a fella who's carried the hod for the Yankees through so many years and through so many series. And Davis is a slim, slight, uh, even slightly uh, sickly-looking uh, sort of fella. Uh, looks like he doesn't have a great deal of power, but somewhere in that long, lean right arm of his has got a lot. When he used to pitch out in St. Louis, the hot weather used to get him down. And incidentally, the day is absolutely, as Red told you, perfect baseball weather. All sign of rain has disappeared. There's no question that this is going to be the biggest crowd that ever saw a World Series ball game. The Yankees are out there now taking in field practice. Roughing is warming up. Both fellas are just going along easy with their warm-up catchers. Uh, talking to Judge Landis last night, who is Mr. Baseball in my book, in my opinion, and who is the man who saved this great national game, along with Babe Ruth, the old fellow who stood alone, and hit so many homers in this stadium in baseball's time of trial. Uh, he was saying that everybody comes to these series, and there's so many important people, so many dignitaries, and so many celebrities that he just wished we wouldn't try to name them because we'd be leaving somebody out and we wouldn't have the time. I see no reason, however, not to tell you that the world's heavyweight champion just walked in and took his seat down there, and uh, he is one of, undoubtedly of the greatest baseball fans in this whole country got a softball team of his own called the Joe Lewis Bombers and uh, tried to play first base for a time and when he came back here a couple years ago to train for a fight I was talking to him he told me how the team had gone and how many games had won and how the hitters were and finally I said Joe what was your average and he he kind of looked ashamed and he hung his head down and finally said well you wouldn't put this in the paper would you Mr. Bill and I said no Joe if you don't want me to he says I batted 190. So that's the kind of a hitter he is with a baseball bat, but then he doesn't need a baseball bat. Now we're going to be into this ball game in a very short time. There's another little story, however, that I might slip in here about Lewis because it leads to something I want to say about one of these rookies in this series. Once in a big fight of his, I went into the dressing room after it was over, and it had gone about 11 or 12 rounds, and Lewis had won, of course. And I said to him, Joe, that referee did a wonderful job tonight. He said, Mr. Billy showed his, said, what was his name? Which shows you what he thinks about those things. And there's a kid playing center field for Brooklyn here today that has that same disposition. And I mention him because he led his league the first time up, a sensational thing for any rookie to do. And he's young Reeser, as you know. You might not think it from the All-Star game, but I don't think anything bothers that fellow. Red and I were talking yesterday about him. And he hardly uh, seems to care whether the fellow is a right or a left-handed pitcher. As Red says, he just takes that lumber up there and wears pitchers out. Now, somehow, of course, the Yankees got freshmen in here, too. But somehow, when a fellow's good enough to make this great Yankee ball team, you don't look on them as rookies. I don't know why that is. Probably because the Yankees have been so uh, wonderful. They won nine straight World Series games up to now, as you know, not this 
Carl Hubble beat them back there. Did they lose one? They're shooting for their tenth year in a few minutes. And so when a fellow like Sturm or Rizzuto, that little skeeter and great shortstop of the Yanks come up, you, you sort of don't figure them as rookies. And I don't think uh, just uh, speculating and uh, guessing in advance and doping the thing that any of these young fellows are going to be very jittery. They, I know them naturally as Red and Bob do, and uh, uh, I just think they're the type of boys that are going to play their game. They talk about little Reese, the little colonel from down in Louisville. Well, little Reese uh, uh, fumbles the ball now and then, but all good shortstop. The better the shortstop, in fact, the more errors we make. Now, I don't think I need to tell you. All you people know Red, you know Bob. You've heard him so many times over so many great broadcasts, not only in baseball and through these series. You're going to get the best possible report. In one second, I'm going to turn them back to you. We at Gillette are simply here to report these games as they happen, and we're going to just do the best job we can. And as far as Red and Bob go, I know it's going to be an absolutely perfect job. And Red, I want you to take it back now and take a little bow on that, and uh, I'll be seeing you after the game. Well, thank you, Bill Corum. Any bows I take, I take for uh, Bob Elson right along. Right now, the groundkeepers are polishing off the skin surface of the infield, and Red Ruffing for the Yankees, Kirk Davis for the Dodgers, are continuing to warm up their respective right arms. And that's the picture here at Yankee Stadium this afternoon at this moment. And before Chief Umpire Bill McGowan says, play ball, Let's see what's going on straight across the country. Right now, the windows and counters of Gillette dealers in every city and town and every part of the country are blossoming with a money-saving offer that's a knockout, and I don't mean maybe. You guessed it. I'm talking about the World Series special combination offer, a regular 25-cent tube of Gillette shaving cream, either lather or brushless, absolutely free with the purchase of 10 heavy-duty Gillette Blue Blades. Yes, they're today's improved Gillette Blue Blades with the sharpest edges ever honed. The cream is an out-and-out gift, and what a gift. Take Gillette Lather Cream, for example. Frankly, we believe there isn't another cream in the world that's one, two, three with it. Made with three different beneficial oils. It whips up into a rich, creamy lather that softens tough beard in the jiffy and stays moist on your face all through the shave. What comfortable shaves you get. Believe me, they're quick and good-looking, too. Now, maybe you prefer brushless cream. Well, thousands upon thousands of men know all about Gillette Brushless, Made with pure peanut oil. It's fresh-scented, greaseless, speed shaving, and can't clog razor or drain. Now you get either of these creams absolutely free. So make it a point to ask for Gillette's great combination offer. A 25-cent tube of Gillette shaving cream, lather, or brushless, and 10 diamond-tested Gillette blue blades for only 49 cents. The price of the blades alone. All right, Red? Thank you, Bob. And the groundkeepers have about finished their pregame chores. Ruffing is pretty far along in his warming up, naturally, because he used to be the starting pitcher and has to be ready first before Kirk Davis. And here are the umpires coming out. The four men who have the heavy load of responsibility for calling the decisions in this great classic. From the American League, Bill McGowan will be back of the plate and will be for today the umpire in chief. From the National League at first base, Babe Pinelli. From the American League at second, Bill Greaves. From the National League at third, Larry Getz. The American League alternate is John Quinn. And the National League alternate is Bill Stewart. And the umpires are now up at home plate. There's Art Fletcher. Joe McCarthy's right-hand man bringing up the Yankee batting order. And there's Charlie Dressen. Leo DeRoche's able first lieutenant bringing up the Dodger batting order. And they will have a quick discussion of ground rules. Anything else? Fletcher takes off his cap, mops his brow, 
It's a hot afternoon. It's hot from the weatherman's standpoint, and it is maybe the red-hottest afternoon from a baseball interesting standpoint that has ever come down the big road. And before we go any farther, it's time now to pause for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is WGN, the voice of the people of Chicago. The umpires and the respective coaches are still continuing their conference effort to play. I see that Bill McGowan is waving with his right hand down the right field foul line. And, of course, they're talking about the foul poles, which are at the corner of the right field stands and the left field stands. And uh, there are three decisions on those poles. If the ball hits the pole, every bit of the pole is in fair ground. If the ball hits the pole and bounces back into fair ground, it is in play. If it hits the pole and kicks over into the stand foul, it's a... Ground rule two-bagger. If it hits the pole and kicks into the stands behind fair ground, it's a home run. The groundkeeper still working around, filling their tensions right now on the rubber. The distance is here at Yankee Stadium. 296 feet right along the right field foul line. 344 out to right center. To deep center field, 461. To left center field, 457. And right inside the left field line, it is a shade more than 300 feet. In other words, it's close just inside each foul line only, and a little closer on the right field foul line. Bob Elson, moving into the microphone with a great deal of pride and pleasure. I give you Bob Elson from WGN Chicago for the first half of the action. Bob? Thank you very much, Red. Well, friends, as Red has already told you, it's a perfect day, and while the umpires are talking to the coaches down here, I want to tell you something about these two starting pitchers, Red Ruffing and Kurt Davis. Ruffing, the veteran of McCarthy's pitching staff, came into baseball as long ago as 1923 with Danville. He was born in Granville, Illinois, May the 5th, 1905. It was 1930 that the Red Sox traded him to the Yankees. Once established with a pennant-winning team, Ruffing became one of the standout right-handers of the majors. Big Red enjoyed four amazing years, from 1936 through 1939, winning a total of 82 games in that period and never dropping under 20 for his season. His chief stock in trade is his fastball in the Sahani with a slider variation. It was just as much a thrill to you and your radio, wherever you happen to be listening, 
As it was to all of us, 70,000 standing here in Yankee Stadium in New York, we're all set now for the first game of the series. I want to tell you something about Kurt Davis, who's pitching for the Dodgers. He's a right-hander. He was born September the 7th, 1906. He's a spot pitcher deluxe. Lean, lanky Davis. To throw in on the Medway deal. Kurt couldn't work as often as he had back in 1939 when he won 22 ball games for the Cardinals, but he was a tough customer for opposing batters when he had his rest. His sweeping sidearm delivery is poison to right-hand hitters, and the left-handers don't like him any too much either. Kurt is known, you know, as the strong, silent man of the Dodger pitching staff, but he's a very genial fellow once his interest in the subject is aroused. We're all set. The umpires are still down here at the home plate. I believe that Bill McGowan of the American League is going to be back at the plate. Dave Pennelly of the National League at first, Greedy of the American League at second, and Getz of the National League is at third. It's a beautiful day. It's just about as perfect a World Series day as we've had. And we're all set now. The teams are not out on the field as yet. The band playing the national anthem was out in center field right under the flagpole, and now they're walking off the field. I believe Red has already given you a description of what this setup looked like. Down from the right field line all the way down to the home plate where our mutual microphones are situated up here in the second deck, it's a double-deck stand. Down the left field line where we're looking right now down the third baseline, it is also a double-deck stand. Across the center field bleachers, across the center field, there's just like a, a half-moon stand. It has no top on it, the bleachers. It goes all the way across left field to center field and all the way across right field to the right field foul line. It's a beautiful layout, Yankee Stadium. We're all set now for the first game of the 1941 World Series. Here are the lineups again for those of you who are tuning in late. For the Yankees, Sturm at first base. Rolfe at third. Henrik in right field. DiMaggio in center field. Keller in left field. Dickey the catcher. Gordon at second. Rizzuto at short. And Big Red is going to do the pitching. Ruffing has won five World Series ball games and lost one. He beat the Cubs twice in 1938, and he beat the Reds once in 1939. As I told you, he was born on May the 5th, 1905. Kurt Davis won 13 ball games and lost seven this year for the Dodgers, and he pitched five shutouts. The umpires are still down here around the home plate, and you'll hear a big cheer as the Yankees go out onto the field. Now, the Yankees are wearing their home uniforms, the first game in Yankee Stadium. They're wearing their home uniforms, their white uniform with their black cap and black stockings. And the Dodgers are in their familiar traveling uniform, their gray uniform with the blue caps and blue stockings. There's a the last-minute uh, huddle in each one of the dugouts. The Brooklyn dugout is down here to our right in back of first base. And the Yankees have their own home dugout, which is behind third. Red and I are in a wonderful point of vantage here, fans, to tell you fans all over the world about this World Series. I could almost drop a pencil right here and would almost touch home plate. There the Yankees go onto the field. Listen to that cheer. All right, the Yankees are out there on the field. Let's take a look at them now as they line up again. Fans who are keeping your scorecards or scoreboard someplace will get a chance to recheck your lineup. As I look onto the field, Charlie Keller is going into left field. Joe DiMaggio is all set in center field. Henrik is walking into right field. He has his back to us, and that number seven shows up on his white uniform. At third base is the veteran Red Rolf. At shortstop, Phil Rizzuto, one of the outstanding rookies of the year. At second base is Gordon. And at first base is Sturm. 
The catcher is Bill Dickey, who is certainly no newcomer to World Series play, and the pitcher is Big Red, Charlie Ruffing himself. The umpires are just as we told you. The umpires, as we told you, Bill McGowan is going to be back at the plate. Right now he has his whisk room out. He's leaning over, and he's cleaning off the plate. He has his chest protector strapped over his left arm. He's holding his mask in his left hand, and he's right down below us. At third base is a National League umpire, Gitt. At second base, American League umpire, Greavy. And the first base umpire, also no newcomer to World Series, is the National League umpire, Dave Pennelly. And so we're all set. That's the picture now. As we look out onto the field here at Yankee Stadium, the stage is set for the first game of the 1941 World Series between two wonderful teams. First man to bat for the Brooklyn Dodgers is standing outside the batter's box. It's Dixie Walker, their right fielder. This year he hit 311, and he drove in 71 runs. We'll give you these figures the first time down the batting order. First time down the batting order for the Yankees and for the Dodgers. We'll give you the batting averages, and we'll also give you the number of runs they drove in for the year. And so you'll have just a, sort of an idea what they've done coming up to this World Series game. All right. Walker has stepped into the batter's box. McGowan is flipping his mask over his face. Now he's strapping on that chest protector. The infielders are ready. The outfielders are swung off. Uh, DiMaggio is playing. Now he's starting to move a bit. He was playing off a bit into right center. He's playing a dead center. Henridge is playing a normal right field. And the left fielder, Keller, is playing just a few feet to the left field line. Walker is the notorious left field hitter. I mean, he's for a left-handed hitter, he can hit as well to left field as anybody in baseball. Here's the first pitch. It's a ball. A little bit too low that time. Roughing through in a fastball that was just a little bit too low. And it's ball one. This roughing cheap stock and trade, of course, is fastball. He's got a good slider, and he's got a swell curve. He's already, here's the pitch. There's a ball. It's low again. The pitch was in just a little bit too low. The umpire, Bill McGowan, went way down to take a look at it. And so there have been two pitchers now in this first World Series game. Walker has not offered at either of them. Nobody on, nobody out. First half of the first inning at New York. And the World Series is underway. Ruffing gets his sign. He starts that slow wind-up. Here's the pitch. There's the ball. It missed the corner. Waist high. Ball three for Walker. Charlie Dressen is coaching over at third base for Brooklyn. And Lippy DeRocher, the manager of the Dodgers, is coaching at first. Brooklyn wearing gray uniforms with blue caps and blue stockings. The Yankees in white. Roughing his 3 nothing count. Gets ready. Here's the pitch. It's a ball. Walker walks on four pitch balls. Walker walked on four pitch balls, and only one of them was close. That was the third one, that waist-high pitch, you remember, that just missed the corner. The other three were definitely balls. Now the next man to bat is Billy Herman, the former Cubs captain and second baseman. Hit 285 for the Dodgers and drove in 40 runs. Billy has been one of the main cogs in this Dodger drive. Up in there now with a teammate on first base and nobody out in the first half of the first inning. Walker content with a very short leadoff. Here's the pitch. There he goes down, a hit and run on the first pitch, and he bounces one down to the third baseman. Ralph to play the first. He's out. He's out at first base. Ralph to Sturm. The hit and run was put on on the very first pitch. Billy Herman hitting the ball down to the third baseman, Ralph, who came in fast and threw him out. And so Brooklyn has a man in the scoring position. Walker is out on second. And the next man to bat 
the National League's leading hitter, Petey Reeser, who hit 343 and drove in 74 runs. One man on, one out in the first inning for the Dodgers. Here's the left-hand hitter, Petey Reeser. Most of the experts look upon Reeser of Brooklyn and Rizzuto of the Yankees as two of the outstanding young players of the year. The first pitch, he swings a high fly ball to dead center field. Amasio going just a bit to his right and back about 10 feet. He caught it. And now the runner from second starts to make a motion to go to third, but he goes back. Walker started as though he might be going to go to third. I believe it was just to draw a throw and to see what kind of a throw in Dimaggio would make. And then he went back to second. And so the runner is still on second base with two out for the Dodgers. And the next man to come up is Dolph Camelli. Camelli, a great ball player, hit 285 and drove in 121 for the Dodgers. 120 runs driven in. And on second base for the Dodgers, Camelli batting. The outfielders swung off to the right. It's Keller in left field, DiMaggio in center field, and Henrik in right field. DiMaggio takes ten more steps toward right field. Here's Dolph Camelli up, number four in the back of his gray uniform. A chance to put the Dodgers in the lead if he gets a hit. Roughing his set, a fastball. He swings and misses. And that was funny fast. Did you hear that yell from the crowd? Dolph Camelli went all the way around trying to give that ball a ride and missed. Believe me, that crowd really broke out in a spontaneous yell. Dodgers batting in the first inning. Walk around second base and two off. And their first baseman, Dolph Camelli, up in there. Ruffing gets the sign again from Dickey. Here's the next pitch. Hits a ball very high and very wide, and it's one and one. Ball one and strike one. There isn't much of a wind today. Notice the flags up here on top of the stand, blowing in every direction, but just lightly. There's not, not any strong wind. If anything, it's blowing away. It's blowing away from the plate. The pitcher does not have the benefit of the wind. The flag in center field now is pointed the other way. Here comes the next pitch, and Camelli takes a fast one that's a little bit too low. Ruffing walked in a few feet. He folds his arms. He didn't like to count so much. It's ball two and strike one. Ball two and strike one on Camelli with Walker on second base and two up. Ruffing working very deliberately out there. Big, stocky right-hander. Getting all set again. Walker on second base is content with a short leadoff. The Yankees talk it up out there in the infield. Lots of the old pepper. Now they're all set. Ruffing is ready. Here's the next pitch. Camelli swings and misses. That pitch was right up around his shoulders and inside. And Camelli went all the way around trying to give it a ride. Now Joff walks out of the batter's box and gets some dirt on his hand. Brooklyn players in the dugout. Half of them are leaning out over the edge of the dugout. Watching play intently. Dolly Dresden in the third base coaching box is standing still. Lippy Drosher coaching at first. Keeps pacing up and down. The man on second base for Brooklyn, and there's two out, and there's a count of two and two on Dolph Camelli. Ruffing gets set. Here it is. He struck him out. He went all the way around trying to hit that ball, and he struck him out. And so, friends, in the first half of the first inning of this ball game, the first game of the World Series, Walker walked, Herman bounced to Rolf, Reeser flied to DiMaggio, and Camelli went down swinging. So it is no runs and no hits. And the ball game goes into the last half of the first inning. And now the Brooklyn team is going onto the field. There's little Petey Reeser going out to center field, putting on his sunglasses, getting his cap on. Going into left field is Joe Medwick, a veteran World Series play. 
Going into right field is Dixie Walker, who's played great balls for Brooklyn all year, and around the infield for the Dodgers. Lavagetto is playing third. Reese is playing short. Billy Herman at second. Camelli at first. Owen is catching, and Kurt Davis, a slender right-hander, is doing the finish. I told you before that Kurt Davis is what is known as a real low-ball specialist. He's, got a, he's a famous sidearm pitcher. He's got a sinker ball, and he keeps that ball in low. When he has one of his good days, he's a mighty tough customer for right-handers or left-handers to hit. And so we have two wonderful pitchers in this first game and two great teams. Now the first man to bat for the Yankees is Johnny Sturm. Sturm hit 239 for the year and batted in 36 runs. Sturm, number 34, in the back of his white uniform, is about to step in. Now let's see how the defense is straight away in the outfield. Reeser is right in line with second base. Left fielder, right fielder playing just about a normal position. Third baseman Lavagetto is drawn in a bit. Here's the first pitch to Sturm. It's a strike. It's right down the middle. Called strike on Johnny Sturm. Mark Fletcher is coaching at third for New York. Earl Combs, the former Gray Eagle, is coaching over there at first. Former great outfielder himself. Now he's all ready. Here's the next pitch, and Sturm swings. There's the first hit of the series, the line drive to left field. Sturm slams the line drive over Lavagetto's head, and there is the first hit of the World Series. Now the next man to come up is Red Rowe. Left-handed batter. Kurt Davis getting his sign, watching that man Sturm on first base who has a short lead off. Here's the pitch, and there's a the ball that's wide. The outfield is not playing too deep. Rolf is what we know as a line hitter. Hits that ball in the line or hits that line drive, and the outfield is not playing very deep. Davis throws to first, but the runner's back in plenty of time. Davis, a tall, slender right-hander on the mound, up over his head, keeps an eye on that base runner. Here's the next pitch to Rolf. It's a ball, wide waist high, and it's ball two. It's two and nothing now for Rolf. Umpire back at the plate today is Bill McGowan of the American League. Lavagetto steps in a few feet at third base. Sturm on first base, edging off again. Nobody out. Here's the pitch. There's a swing and a ground ball to Canelli. Canelli makes the play at second base. It is out at second. A very close play over there. Canelli threw that ball to second base where Reese was covering. And it was a forced out on Sturm, and it was a very close play. It was a bouncing ball down the first baseline to Canelli. And even though that runner was well down to second base, Dolph took a chance, and he got him at second base on a very close play. One out. Now here's Henrik, the right fielder. Hit 275 for the year. The Yankees have a man on first base with one out in the last half of the first. There's no score in the game. Davis is ready. Here's the pitch. A beautiful curve in around his knees, and it's a call strike. The outfield is swung a bit to the right. The center fielder, Reeser, is beat. He's moved back for Henrich. He's off a bit to the right. Now somebody's wigwagging from the Brooklyn dugout and motioning Medwick to move over a bit toward center field. And so they're playing Henrich as a right field hitter, as a full hitter. Davis is ready again. Here's the next pitch. There's a curve, and he hits the ground ball down to the second baseman. Over to second base, out. Back over to first. He's safe. No double play. The play went from Billy Herman to Reese to Camelli. The play at first was not close. So there's two out. Now here's
is Joe DiMaggio. Joe hit 357 for the Yankees. Drove in 125 runs. Certainly go down in the record book as one of the great players of all time. Joe DiMaggio up in there, right-handed batter. Two gone here in the last half of the first inning. Kurt Davis raised his arm over his head, drops him down. There's the runner going down. And there's a fly ball in the left field. The left fielder Medwick is coming over near the line. Should get it. And he does get it to retire the side. So one man is up down the bases. It is no run and one hit for New York. And that is the end of the first inning. If you missed the opening of this broadcast, you also missed an important announcement. Gillette dealers are giving away a 25-cent tube of Gillette shaving cream, lather, or breakfast with the purchase of 10 Gillette Blue Blades. Remember, you pay nothing for the cream. But there's no score. We're going into the second inning. Well, the Yankees are all set out there in the field now, fans. First inning, there wasn't much damage done. Dodgers threw a walk in their half. The Yankees had a hit in their half. It was made by Johnny Sturm. And the first man to bat for Brooklyn will be their left fielder, Joe Medwick. Medwick hit 318 for the season and batted in 88 runs. The outfield is all ready. Keller in left field. DiMaggio in center field. Henrik in right field. Ralph at third. Rizzuto at short. Gordon at second. Sturm at first. Dickey catching and roughing pitching. We're going to repeat the lineups occasionally during the course of the broadcast for you fans who might be tuning in late. Now here's Medwick up. No score as we start the second inning. Roughing stretches a bit out there. The outfield is playing a bit to the left for Medwick. DiMaggio is off a bit from center field into left field. And he swings and misses the first pitch. Medwick went all the way around trying to give that first pitch of Ruffings a, ri a ride, and he missed it. Number six in the back of his gray uniform. Medwick is leading off in the first half of the second. Now Ruffing is getting his sign again. Here's the next pitch, a fastball, and he hits it foul up into the screen right below our mutual broadcasting booth. And it is two strikes for Medwick. Red Rolfe is playing this hitter over near the third baseline, just a few feet to his right. Medwick hit that ball a lot down that left field line. Maggio is playing him a bit off center toward left field. Joe holds that bat out in front of him, swings it around a couple of times, holds it with one hand. Now he has both hands a hold of it. Ruffing leans over a bit. He's starting his windup. Here comes the next pitch, and it's a ball. It's high, right above his chin, and it's ball one and strike two for Medwick. No score in the ball game. We're in the second inning. Nobody on, nobody out for the Dodgers. Joe Medwick up. The pitchers are Ruffing and Kurt Davis. Ruffing leans on that right foot, swings around. Here comes the next pitch. He stuck him out. He went for a curveball right across the letters, and he stuck him out. Medwick struck out. Now the next batter is Cookie Lavagello, the third baseman. Hit 277 for the Dodgers and batted in 78 runs. Lavagello stepping into the batter's box, number five in the back of his gray uniform. Alternated throughout, throughout the course of the year with Riggs quite a bit at third base. But DeRocher is stringing along with Cookie in the series. There's a long foul up into the stands way down the right field line. Lavagello swung at Ruffing's first pitch and hit it up into the upper deck. Now a new ball has been tossed out to Big Red. Walks around out there, has his back turned to the, to the hitter. Now he turns around facing him. Juggles that ball around in his glove. Lavagetto in sort of a semi-crouch. 
Roughing starts his wind up again. Here's the next pitch to Lavagetto, and Lavagetto swings and misses. That pitch was right in around his waist, and Harry went all the way around trying to give it a ride, and he missed. And so it is two strikes for Lavagetto, one out and nobody on in the first half of the second. No score in the ballgame. Ruffing leans on that right foot again. He has his sign. Swings around. Here's the pitch. He hits the ground ball through the box. The shortstop is up with the ball. There's the peg. He's out, and it wasn't close. Rizzuto went to his left hurriedly toward second base, came up with that bouncing ball through the box, and threw Labagetto out, and he was out by 10 feet. Two gone. Now the next batter is the shortstop, the little colonel, Pee Wee Reese. Hit 228 for the Dodgers and batted in 47 runs. Ruffing looks him over. There's two out and nobody on. Big Red is starting his wind-up. Here's the pitch, and it's in close. Reese jumps away from ball one. Steps out of the batter's box and dries his hands. Now he gets up in there again. The Yankee outfield pulls in about 15 feet for Reese, and they're playing him straight away. Ruffing has his sign. He starts his wind-up. Here's the next pitch to Reese, and Reese takes a beautiful fastball right down the middle with a lot of zip on it, and it's a called strike. It's one and one. So far, there's only been one hit in this game. It was made by Sturm of the Yankees. First time up, he singled to left field. There's been one walk. It was given to Walker in the first inning by Ruffing. Red starting his wind-up. Here's the next pitch, and Reese swings, and here's a foul. It's out of play. It's up into the stands to the right, and it's ball one and strike two in the batter. Again, Reese walks about 10 feet away from the plate and gets some dirt on his hands. Right now, he's leaning on the bat. Now he takes it in his hands, and he's starting to walk into the batter's box. He stops outside the box. He hasn't stepped in yet. Now he steps up in there, and Ruffing has his back to him. Big Red is looking around the infield and the outfield. He's turning around. Nobody on for Brooklyn, and two out in the first half of the second. No score. Now Ruffing, arms at his side. He's getting ready. He leans on that right foot. He's starting his windup. Here's the next pitch to Reese. It's the ball. It's in close, and it's two and two. Ball two and strike two for Reese. Remember the second game of the series here at Yankee Stadium tomorrow, and then the third, fourth, and fifth if necessary at Brooklyn, and then if necessary the sixth and seventh back at Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium is jammed today to the rafters. Ball two, strike two for Reese. Here comes the next pitch. He swings, and there's a high fly ball into left field. The left fielder is under the ball and should get it. Teller is standing right under it. He caught it, and it retires the side. And so in that inning, it was three up and three down. Medwick struck out. Lavagetto bounced out to the shortstop, Rizzuto, and Reese flied to Keller. Three up and three down, no runs, no hits, no errors, and that's the end of the first half of the second inning. How would you like a lifetime souvenir of the World Series? Well, here it is. The World Series special Gillette Tech Razor with its 24-carat gold-plated head and ebonized metal handle. I could talk all day about the quick, easy shaves it gives, but Joe Medwick puts it this way. Take it from me, the Gillette Tech is by all odds the easiest shaving razor I ever laid against my face. And fans, you can take it from Joe, for he has a beard you can scratch a match off. Does this handsome razor cost a pile of money? No, it's only 49 cents, complete with five Gillette Blue Blades, the sweetest shaving combination any man ever used. Ask your dealer for the World Series Special Gillette Tech Razor and get a new shaving thrill. Well, fans, we're going into the last half of the second inning of the ball game. No score on either side. 
Big Charlie Keller. Swinging a couple of bats down here to the right side of the plate as we look down from our mutual broadcasting booth. Now he's stepping up in there to face Kurt Davis as we go into the last half of the second inning of a scoreless ball game. Dodger outfield is playing in deep and around a bit to the right. Keller, in this season, hit 298 and drove in 122 runs. The first pitch from Davis is wide, knee-high for a ball. Charlie, by the way, was second only to Joe DiMaggio and runs driven in. He led Joe for quite a while, but in the last two weeks of the season, DiMaggio caught him, and he drove in 125 and Keller 122. Ball is wide. That was very far outside. It wasn't close, and it's ball two for Keller. Lavagello at third, Reese at short, Billy Herman at second, Dolph Camelli at first. The outfield is Medwick, Reeser, and Walker. The next pitch he swings, and there's a high fly ball into right center field that Reeser should have no trouble with. It's very high. He's under it, and he caught it for the first out. Into right center field, caught by Reeser, and there's one gone. Now here's Bill Dickey. Dickey hit 284 for the Yankees this year and drove in 64 runs. He's a left-handed batter and certainly no newcomer to World Series competition. Dodger outfield is playing him straight away with the right fielder plenty deep. Bill's a good pole hitter. Kurt Davis is getting his time. Wind up, here's the first pitch, and Dickey swings. There's a high-bouncing ball to Billy Herman coming in on the ball. There's the peg. He's out. Herman to Camelli, and there's two gone. The play was not close. That brings up Flash Gordon, second baseman of the Yankees, hit 277 and drove in 86 runs. Dodgers move in after that put out and pepper that ball around. Lavagetto to Reese, to Billy Herman, to Camelli. Now they go back to their normal positions, and here is Gordon. Gordon batting for the Yankees with two out and nobody on in the last half of the second inning. There is no score on either side. Well, ball game between two great teams. Kurt Davis leans on that right foot. He's a wiry right-hander. In contrast to Ruffing, who's a big, burly right-hander. There's a call strike. It caught the outside corner on Gordon, right knee high, and it's a call strike on Joe. Gordon, a number six in the back of his white uniform, waves that down around. Kurt Davis is ready again. Here's the next pitch, and there's a ball. It's wide, knee high, and it's one and one. That was a straight sidearm. Delivery by Davis. He's a low sidearm specialist. Kurt's getting all ready again. Here's the next pitch. There's an inside pitch that Gordon swung on. Waist high, and he rolled the ball foul on the ground to the left. And so it is ball one and strike two for Gordon. So far, there's only been one hit in the game. That was a single in the first inning by Stern. No runs. No score on either side. Third baseman Labagetto is playing Gordon almost on the third baseline. Just about a foot from the line. Davis is getting set. Here's the next pitch. It's a ball. Very close. It almost hit him in the knee. And it's ball two and strike two for Gordon. The Dodger outfield is playing Gordon as a left field hitter. They're swung way over toward the left side of the outfield. Reister is playing him way over in dead left center. Kurt Davis is getting his sign again. Ball two, strike two. Here's the pitch. A high bouncing ball. It's fouled down the third baseline. Fletcher gets it and tosses it back to Davis. Artie Fletcher coaching at third, and Earl Combs over at first. Gordon walks out of the batter's box, dries his hand, fidgets around a bit. Now he steps up in there again and pounds his bat on the plate. 
Ball two, strike two, two out and nobody on. Davis is winding up. Here's the pitch. He hits a foul. It's out of play. It's up into the stands. Here's the left. And it's still two and two in the batter. Now the Dodger catcher, Mickey Owen, takes his mask off. Gets a new baseball from umpire Bill McGowan of the American League and roughs it up in his hand. Tosses it back to the pitcher. Now he's stepping back in behind the plate. And Gordon is back in the batter's box. It's two and two on the Yankees' second base. Kurt Davis is getting his time. Now he's starting his wind-up. Here comes the pitch. He hits a foul out of play again behind third base. It's going into the stand. Lavagello comes over along the box seat, but sees there's no play, and he turns around and goes back to third. There's a wild scramble for that souvenir. Davis is getting all ready. Practically everybody out here in the stands in shirt sleeves. It's a wonderful day. Pitchers all set. Here it comes. He hits a long fly ball way back in the left field. Way back. It may be a home run. It's a home run for Gordon. And the Yankees lead one to nothing. honor of the first home run in the World Series goes to Gordon. Now here's the shortstop, Zuzudo. He had a fine year, and he batted in 46 runs. So the Yankees won, the Dodgers nothing. Two out and nobody on in the last half of the second. Davis is getting all ready. Ball one for Rizzuto. Here's the pitch. He swings. There's a fly ball back in the left field. Left fielder going back. Turns around a couple of times. He caught it. Fedwick backed up, turned around a couple of times, and he caught Rizzuto's long fly ball to retire the side. Incidentally, I want to tell you fans that on that home run by Gordon, Medwick, the left fielder, didn't move. He knew it was a home run from the time the ball was in. And so in the last half of the second inning, the total one run, one hit, a home run by Gordon at the score at the end of two innings of play in the first game of the World Series. The Yankees won and the Dodgers nothing. Now we're going to pause for station identification. You're listening to the broadcast from Yankee Stadium in New York City of the first game of the 1941 World Series. This is the coast-to-coast network of the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Well, this is Bob Elson talking to you again from Yankee Stadium. We're going into the first half of the third inning. The Yankees are out on the field. Red Ruffing is getting in his practice throws. The Dodgers are coming to bat. And the first man to come up is going to be their catcher, Mickey Owen. His average for the season is 231, and he batted in 43 runs. Owen bats right-handed. He's walking up now, and he's standing alongside the left side. He's standing alongside the plate on the left side, and he's watching Bill McGowan, the umpire, get out of his wrist room and clean off the plate. Now here's Owen up. We're starting the first half of the third. The score, the Yankees won, and the Dodgers nothing. The outfield, Yankee outfield playing Owen straight away. Red Ruffing getting his time. We've had two hits so far, a single by Sturm and a home run by Gordon. Now the first pitch, and there's a strike. It's perfect right across his way. One strike on Mickey Owen. 
Mickey waves that bat around. Ruffing leans on that right foot. Swings around. Here's the next pitch. Owen swings. Here's a foul. Right up above our boot. In fact, it rolled on the top of it here and then back into the stand. Two strikes for Mickey Owen. Dodgers are batting in the first half of the third. Yankees scored a run on Gordon's homer. He swings that war club around. Ruffing juggles the baseball in his glove. Now he has his sign. Starts his wind up. Here comes the pitch. It's a slow one low outside, and it's a ball. Makes it one and two. Owen stands in the batter's box, pretty far back from the plate with his feet wide apart. Keeps moving that bat around a lot. The Yankee outfield is playing him not too deep. DiMaggio is just a few feet off the center field in left. Ruffing has the sign again. Ball one and strike two on Owen. Here comes the pitch. He hits a high fly ball into left field. Left fielder Cutter goes back 10 feet. He's looking up. He's shading his eyes with his glove. He caught it. And there's one gone. Now here's the Dodgers. Great right-hander Kurt Davis coming out. He stops on the way out and gets the rosin bag from the bat boy and dries his hands. Davis gets a nice hand as he walks up to the plate. Going behind the umpire around to the left side, he bats right-handed. Kirk Davis. And by the way, he's a pretty good hitter for a pitcher. Here's Davis up in there. Ruffing is getting a sign. Here's the first pitch, and it's a strike call right across his knees. One strike. Both these pitchers having fine control out there today. Ruffing has walked one. Davis has walked none. Red starting his wind-up. Here's the next pitch, and Davis swings. There's a high fly ball to left field. Keller going 10 feet to his right. Again, he's shading his eyes with his glove. Moves in, takes it, and there's two guards. So that's two putouts for Keller in the first half of the third. Now we're back to the leadoff man again, Dixie Walker. Dixie Walker stepping into the batter's box. A blue 11 on the back of his gray uniform. A left-handed batter. He walked the first time up. Steps up in there now. Batting left-handed. Roughing is all ready. Here's the pitch, and Walker swings. There's a fly ball to left field. Keller coming over near the foul line, and he's there. He caught it. And so Keller makes all the putouts. He had to run for Walker's fly ball down the left field line. He caught it about 10 feet from the foul line after a pretty good run, and it retires the side. Three up and three down. No runs, no hits, and no errors. So we're going into the last half of the third inning of the ball game. Dodgers are going onto the field. Hedwig going to left field. Reeser to center field. Walker to right field. Dolph Camelli to first. Billy Herman to second. Reese to short. Lavagetto to third. Owen catching and Kurt Davis pitching. to bat for the Yankees is going to be Big Red himself. We can say the same thing about him that we said about Davis. He's a pretty good hitter for a pitcher. Indeed, Mr. Ruffing is. In fact, he's used many times during the year as a pinch hitter. There's Ruffing coming out. He's getting a nice hand, as did Davis. Davis. 
everybody gets their share of applause. This is a real baseball crowd. The Dodgers are all ready. Ruffing is carrying two bats up to the plate. He tosses one to the bat boy, and now he steps up in there. The umpire puts his mask on. He's getting his chest protector adjusted. The Dodger infield is set. The outfield is playing roughing a bit to the left, toward left field as the left field hitter. And Davis is all ready. Here's the first pitch, and it's a spike. It's perfect right across his waist. One strike for Big Red. The score is one to nothing in favor of the Yankees. Davis is already out there now. He's winding up. Here's the next pitch. There's a swing and a miss. The old sinker that time, and he went all the way around trying to hit it. And missed it by a foot. Two strikes on roughing. Hardy Fletcher and Earl Combs coaching at first and third and talking it up. Davis is all set. Here's the pitch. It's very wide, way outside that time. And it's ball one and strike two on roughing. First man to bat for the Yankees in the last half of the third. Mr. Davis is ready out there now. Here comes the pitch. He swings, and there's a ground ball to the shortstop. Reese is up with it. There's the peg. He's an easy out. Reese to Camelli. Dodgers peg it around. Camelli to Owens. Lavagetto to Reese to Billy Herman. And the boys whip it around. Lots of the old spirit. Dash and Pepper on both sides. Here's the leadoff man up for the second time. Sturm. First time up, he singled sharply to left field. By the way, these fences here at Yankee Stadium are well out. Down the left field line, it's about 350 feet. In the left center, it's 402, and then it swings farther out, 457. It's 461 to dead center. In right center, there's a sign 407, 367, 344, and 296. Right down the right field foul line. The first pitch to him is a strike. It's called right across his knees. One out, stern batting. Yankee first baseman. Kurt Davis is ready. Here's the pitch. Hit the ball. He jumped away from a fast one in close. And it's one and one. One and one. Davis has a good fast curve and a pretty good, pretty good fastball. Kurt's already out there again. Here's the next pitch. There's a ball. It just missed the corner. Waist high. Johnny was going to go for that, but he stopped in time. And umpire Bill McGowan says ball two. So it's two and one. Lavagetto, the third baseman, is playing in close. Davis is ready again. Here's the next pitch, and there's a swing and a bouncing ball to Camelli. Camelli has it. He's tossing the ball to the pitcher, Davis, who comes over and takes the throw, and it's an easy play. Camelli to Davis, retiring Sturm for the second out. The first baseman gets the assist, and the pitcher gets the put out, and the play was not close. Now here is Rolf up for the second time. First time up, he bounced out to Lavagetto. Red Rolf batting. Two out and nobody on in the last half of the third. Red stands up in there, batting left-handed, waving that bat around. Kurt Davis stands there in the center of the diamond with his arms in the side. Now he starts his wind-up. He's getting all ready. Here's the first pitch, and there's one over the plate, and he swings and fouls it. It rolls on the ground to the right of the plate, and it's one strike. Again, the Yankee outfield, the Dodger outfield, moves in. They play Rolf as a sharp hitter, a line drive hitter. They don't play him too far out. I believe that the right fielder, Walker, is playing just about 10 or 15 feet deeper than the center fielder or the left fielder because Rolf is a pretty good pull hitter. When he pulls that ball into right field, gets pretty good distance on it. There's the next one, and he bounces it foul down the first baseline. Earl Combs 
The coach down at first base grabbed it and tossed it back to Davis. Davis stands out there on the mound, his right foot forward. Rolf waves that bat around, there's two out. Nobody on in the last half of the third. The score, the Yankees won, Brooklyn nothing. Starting his wind up again, here's the pitch. He swings and there's a long foul up into the upper deck down the right field line. Looks like a customer up there stabbed it. Mickey Owen gets a new baseball from Bill McGowan, stepped out in front of the plate, roughs that ball around in his hand, says something to Kurt Davis, and then throws him the ball. Kurt has a count of strike two on Rolfe. Here comes the pitch, it's a ball wide, and it's one and two. Ball one and strike two for Red Rolfe. Dodgers keep up the old chatter out there in the infield. Davis is getting his sign again. He's starting his wind-up now. Here's the pitch. He struck him out. He went all the way around for a fastball across his weight, and Rolfe struck out. And so in the last half of the third inning, Ruffing bounced out, Sturm was out on an easy play at first, and Rolfe struck out to retire the side. That's the end of the third inning. Here's an invitation to you World Series fans. Accept from your dealer a 25-cent tube of Gillette shaving cream, either lather or brushless, free, with the purchase of 10 easy-shaving Gillette blue blades for only 49 cents. We are sure, yes, absolutely sure, that you'll get matchless shaving speed and comfort. Bob? Well, here are the three-inning totals, fans. Just for checking purposes, I imagine a lot of you fans across the country or wherever you happen to be listening to this Gillette broadcast are keeping your own scorecard or scoreboard. The Dodgers, nothing across for three innings, and the Yankees across for three innings, one run and two hits. There's only been one walk so far in the ballgame, that was the Walker. You know, shaving as easy as taking a base on balls when you use one of those World Series Gillette Tech Razors. The first man to bat for the Dodgers in the first half of the fourth inning is going to be Billy Herman. There's Bill down there waving that bat around. He's just walking into the batter's box now. The first time up, he bounced out to Rolfe, and he's coming up now for his second World Series appearance in this game. He's a right-handed batter, and remember the Dodgers are trailing by a run. It's one to nothing, favor the Yankees, as we go into the first half of the fourth. All right, here's Billy Herman. Yankee outfield is playing him around a bit to the left. But Billy's the kind of a hitter, it's pretty hard to play him. He can hit that ball any place. If he's getting all set, here's the first one, and it's a strike call. It's right over the outside corner, waist high. Billy Herman up. Billy stands pretty far back from the plate. He's waving that bat around. Big Red is getting a sign. Here's the pitch. There's an attempted punt, and he popped it into the stand. Attempting to punt that ball, a fastball, high. Billy Herman popped it into the stands, just back of the Yankee dugout. And so it's two strikes on Bill. Walks back up in there again. Ruffing has his back to him, and now he's turning around. He has his glove off. Hooked on his left arm. Moves that ball around, getting some of the shine off it. Nobody on, nobody out. It's the first half of the fourth inning. Now Billy Herman's waiting. Ruffing is all set. Here comes the pitch. It's a ball, a little bit high that time. And it's one and two. Ball one and strike two for Billy Herman. Billy fidgets around with his cap a bit. 
Now he leans over, swings that bat around, roughing is all set. Here comes the next pitch, and it's very wide. A ball makes it two and two. Ball two and strike two for Billy Herman. Batting for the Dodgers in the first half of the fourth with the score against them, one to nothing on Gordon's home run wallop in the second. A long smash into the left field seat. Red scrapes his left foot across the pitching rubber. Flips his glove back on. Thumps the ball on the glove a few times. Infield, outfield, all set. Now Ruffing leans on the right foot. Swings around. Here comes the next pitch. And Billy Herman takes a ball. It missed the corner knee high. Ruffing fired in the fastball that time. That just missed the corner knee high. Figuring that Billy might go for that. But Bill wouldn't. And he's worked up a count now of three and two. After having a two-strike count, Herman has been very patient, and it's now three and two. Ruffing is already out there again. Here's the next pitch. He swings. There's a long foul. It's out of play down the left field line. It's going into the stand, and it's still three and two in the back. Bill McGowan tosses a new ball into play. The outfield for New York, Keller in left field, DiMaggio in center field, and Henrich in right field. Ruffing pitching for the Yankees and Davis pitching for the Dodgers. A small ball game. Now Red stands there. He's starting his windup again. Here's the next pitch to Billy Herman. He swings and there's a foul. It's up here into the stands to our right. And it's still 3-2 and two on Bill. Bill's got his eye on the ball. Walks out of the batter's box again. Number 16 in the back of his blue-gray uniform. Walking up in there again. Billy Herman played a lot of baseball for the Dodgers this year after coming to Brooklyn from the Cubs. Dropping as a sign, he's starting his windup. Here comes the next pitch to Herman. Herman swings, and there's another foul. Off to the right, it goes into the lower stands, and it's still ball three and strike two for Billy Herman. Batting for Brooklyn in the first half of the fourth. Nobody on, nobody out. The score, the Yankees one and Brooklyn nothing. Next man to come up will be Reeser, and then the first baseman, Dolph Camelli. Ruffing takes considerable time out there between every pitch. Walks around, picks his cap off, fidgets with the baseball. Now he's facing the batter, but he's not ready. Now he drops his arms to his sides, and that's the tip-off that he's going to start his wind-up. He does. Here comes the pitch, and Herman swings, and here's a foul. It's out of play. It's going into the stands here to our right. And that's about five or six or seven fouls as Billy Herman is distributed around to this World Series crowd. Don't think they don't fight for those baseballs for souvenirs. Boy, I've seen them fans dive onto the floor and tip over chairs and everything for an average baseball and then just an ordinary ball game. You can imagine what they do for a World Series ball. Nobody on and nobody off for the Dodgers. Score one to nothing against them. Harmon is the first man up. Ruffing is all ready again. Here's the next pitch. He swings and there's a bouncing ball to the shortstop, Rizzuto. There goes the peg. He's out. Rizzuto to Stern. It's an easy play, and there's one gone. Yankees peg it around. Now the next batter is Reeser, center fielder. Petey, a left-hand hitter. Petey comes from out our way down there in southern Illinois. Petey Reeser, the great center fielder of the Dodgers, the left-handed hitter. Led the National League in hitting, the swell average of 343. 
first pitch to Reeser is a strike. It's called. It's right across his way. Reeser hit 343 and drove in 74 runs. First time up today, flight out to DiMaggio. Third baseman Rolf is playing in a little bit close. Here's the next pitch. Reeser swings and drives a long foul down the left field line. It's two strikes. Ruffing has not allowed a hit. Davis has allowed two hits, a single and a home run. I tell you those things just to keep you posted, and especially for the benefit of those of you who might be tuning in late. I understand and I feel sure that it's not possible for a lot of our listeners to stay tuned to the whole ball game. So you, I hope that you won't consider that repetition. I just want to keep everybody posted. Charlie's getting all ready. Here's the next pitch, and there's a ball. It's inside high. Petey got out of the way in a hurry from that roughing fastball, and it's ball one and strike two. Yankees keep up the old chatter out there in the infield. It's the Brooklyn half of the fourth inning. One out. Nobody on. Ball one and strike two for Reeser. Here comes the pitch. It's a slow one, a little bit high, and it's two and two. Ball two, strike two for Petey Reeser. Petey walks out of the batter's box and dries his hands. Now he's up in there again. He's a little fella, but he can really give that ball a ride. Ruffing stands behind the pitching rubber. Now he steps up onto it. The Yankee outfield is playing research straight away. Charlie's all ready. Here comes the next pitch. He swings and he struck out. He fouled, tipped that ball, but Dickey held it. And Reeser is out on strike. And so that's another strikeout for Ruffing. It's one, two, three strikeouts for Big Red. Now the next man to come up is Dolph Camelli. Camelli was the strikeout victim himself the first time up. Big fellow, a left-handed batter. He's digging in up there now. Camelli had a great year with 120 runs driven in. Here's the first pitch to Camelli, and he swings, and there's a high foul. It's going into the stands behind third base, and it's a foul strike. In batting practice out here today, Camelli, DiMaggio, and Keller really gave him a ride. Oh, they hit him in those stands in left field, center field, and right field. Hit that ball a mile. Red Ruffing pulls his cap down firmly on his head. Two out for Brooklyn. First half of the fourth and nobody on. Dodgers are still shooting for that first hit. Here comes the next pitch and Camelli takes a call strike right across his waist. It was a fastball by Ruffing. It was right over the outside corner. Waist high for a call strike. Two strikes on Camelli. Johnny Cordon is now coaching at first base for Brooklyn. Charlie Dressen is over at third. Leo Jarosher is directing play from the Dodger dugout, which is down here to the right of our mutual broadcasting booth. Ruffing is all set again. Here's the next pitch. He stuck him out again. Camelli went for a fastball right up around his shoulders, and he stuck him out. And so in the first half of the fourth inning, Herman bounced out, Reeser struck out, Camelli struck out, three up and three down. That is the end of the first half of the fourth. Well, it started, fans. The annual parade of telegraph messages to our radio booth is underway. And here's the first wire. It's from Claire F. Allen, President Callahan Drugstores, Wyandotte, Michigan. He wires, advanced sales, World Series combinations, greatest hour history. Have reordered during sellout next 48 hours. Is this unusual? 
not by a long shot. You should see more of these wires. Men sure know a bargain when they see one. Shavers are going for this combination, and why not? Believe me, you hit the jackpot in comfort and save plenty to boot when you get a 25-cent tube of Gillette shaving cream free with the purchase of 10 improved Gillette Blue Blades for only 49 cents. Better drop in at your dealers today. When the supply is gone, that's all there is. There just isn't any more. But there's a lot more to this ball game. Here's Bob. We're going into the last stop of the fourth inning fans in this great ball game. First game of the World Series at Yankee Stadium. Here's Tommy Hendrick, their right fielder up. Tommy bounced into a force play the first time up. He's a left-handed batter. Here's the first pitch from Davis, and it's a strike. It's called right across his waist. Henrich batting, nobody on, nobody out. The Yankees lead one to nothing in the last half of the fourth. Both teams playing airtight ball. Pitcher's ready. Here's the next pitch, and Henrich hits a pop-up in the infield. The shortstop is backing up. It's an easy play, and the shortstop Reese backs up just about 10 or 15 feet for Henrich's pop-up, and there's one gone. Here's Joe DiMaggio. DiMaggio, the first time up, slide out to Joe Medwick in left field. Joe's backing up a few feet out there in left field. Greaser is playing DiMaggio in left center. And the right fielder, Walker, is moving over now a bit towards center field. They play DiMaggio as a left field hitter or a center field hitter. Kurt Davis is getting ready. Here's the first pitch to Joe, and he swings. There's a long fly ball way back in the left field. Left fielder Medic is back. It may be. He leaps up, and he caught that ball with one hand. What a play. Joe Medwick went back to the wall in left field, 370 feet from home plate, leaped up and made a gloved hand stab of DiMaggio's long drive. Listen to the cheering. Of course, this is only the first game, but that was the fielding gem so far of the series. It looked like a home run. I hesitated because the ball was very high, but it was way back. Medwick backed up right against the fence in front of the box seats, which extend across in front of left field and out into center field. He backed up, timed his leap perfectly, went into the air, and came down, fell down with the ball touched in his glove. Gee, that was a beautiful play. Two out. Yes, sir, that really looked like a homer. That was a honey of a play. Here's Keller up, and there's a spike. It's right across his knee. One strike on Keller. Still hear that noise around the stadium here. Everybody's still talking out loud about that catch. Two out and nobody on in the last half of the fourth. Here's the next pitch. It's wide a ball, and it's one and one. Joe really got a hold of that ball. And Medwick made a great catch to keep it from going into the stand. Score is still the Yankees won. The Dodgers nothing. Last half of the fourth. Davis is ready again. Here's the next pitch. Keller swings viciously and misses. That was that sinker that time. It came in real low. And Charlie went all the way around trying to give it a wide and miss. All one and strike two for Keller. First time up, he hit a fly ball to Reeser in center field. Davis just stands there on the mound. 
Starts his wind up now, swings around. Here comes the next pitch to Keller. It's a ball. It just missed the corner, and it's two and two. And so it evens up the count. There's two out and nobody on for the Yankees in the last half of the fourth inning. The Yankees lead one to nothing. The American League champs lead the National League champs by a run. Joe Gordon's home run. Kurt Davis is getting his sign again. Keller's waiting for it. Here comes the pitch. It's a ball low inside. It made him back up. And it's ball three and strike two in the batter. So far, Davis has not given a single pass. Charlie Ruffing gave one. That was the first man up, Walker, in the first inning. Davis is getting all ready again. Here's the next pitch. It's a ball low outside. And there's a walk apiece. Keller gets the base on balls after two outs in the last half of the fourth. We have a man on first base for the Yankees. The next man to come up is Dickey, who bounced out to Billy Herman the first time up. Man on first, Dickey Betty. Dodger outfield is playing this hitter straight away. Left fielder Medwick moves in a bit. Right fielder backs up a bit. Now Kurt Davis is ready. Runner on first base, it's Keller and Dickey Batty. There's a peg to first, but he's back in plenty of time. Davis turned around and just lobbed that ball over there. Just to keep that base runner worried. Davis still looking. Now he steps up onto the mound, arms up over his head, drops him down, watches the base runner over his shoulder. Here comes the pitch. Dickey swings a high fly ball into right center field. It's way back into right center field. They're all going for the ball. They hit the wall in right center field. Here's Keller rounding third base, and he's scoring. And the batter pulls up at second. It was a long double in the right center field by Dickey, and it drove Keller all the way in from first. The score is 2 to nothing now in favor of the end. That is the second run for New York. And it is the third Yankee hit. A single in the first inning by Sturm, by Homer in the second inning by Gordon, and a double after a base on balls in the fourth inning by Dickey. And Bill hits that ball right between Leacher, the center fielder, and the right fielder, Walker, right against the fence, where there's a sign that says 407 feet from home plate. It was a two-bagger. He's on second base with a run in and two out, and Gordon coming up. They're going to walk him purposely. Gordon is getting an intentional pass. Ball is wide. Ball one. Ball is wide. Ball two. Davis giving an intentional pass to the Yankee second baseman, Joe Gordon. It's ball three. Here comes the next pitch. Ball four. He walks it. Remember, if you're keeping a scorecard, to mark that walk intentional. That pass to Gordon with a man on second base, first base unoccupied, was intentional. It came with two out in the last half of the fourth inning, and it brings up the Yankee shortstop, Phil Rizzuto, who flied out the first time up. Now here's Phil up in there. Man on first, the man on second, two out, and Rizzuto betting. Kurt Davis is getting his sign. Here comes the first pitch. It's a ball, just a little bit too close. That was a curveball. It was breaking away from a right-hand hitter, but it didn't break far enough. It came in too close. The batter stepped back, but the ball didn't catch the corner. Ball one for Rizzuto. Number 10 in the back of his white uniform. A little fellow. Two men on. Two out. Here's the pitch. Hits a bouncing ball to the second base from Billy Herman. He's up with it. There's the peg to first. Feeds out. Billy Herman to Canelli. It wasn't close. And it retires the side. Two men are left on the bases. And in the last half of the fourth inning, the Yankees... 
scored one run and one hit. Henrich was out. DiMaggio flied out. Keller walked. Dickey doubled into right center. Gordon was purposely passed. Medwick's getting a great hand for that catch in left field, and it really was a wonderful play by Medwick. And then Rizzuto bounced out to retire the side. And so the score at the end of four innings of play in the first game of the World Series is the Yankees 2, the Brooklyn Dodgers nothing. Well, this is Bob Elson talking to you again from Yankee Stadium in New York City. Here we are back here going into the first half of the fifth inning. And here's Joe Medwick. And so far has made the fielding gem of the series coming up and getting a great hand, and he really deserves it. He took a home run away from Jolene Joe DiMaggio. Just about as fine a catch, I believe, as good old Red here and I have seen in many a series, wasn't it, Red? Well, Bob, you couldn't see a greater We're going into the first half of the fifth with the Yankees on the field. The Dodgers are down two. Score is two to nothing in favor of the Yankees. The Yankees having scored a run in the second and a run in the fourth. The second on a home run and the fourth uh, inning run was on a walk and a double. Now here's Joe Medwicka. Joe was a strikeout victim the first time up. The first pitcher's a ball. It's wide ball one. Joe Medwick batting for the Dodgers in the first half of the fifth. Red Roth, Rizzuto, Gordon, Sturm, talk it up. Roughing is all ready. Here's the next pitch, and he swings. There's a fly ball into left center field. DiMaggio going over fast. Keller going two, and DiMaggio caught it. Both men moved for the ball, and Joe caught it for the first time. Now the next batter is Cookie Lavagetto. Cookie bounced out the first time up to Phil Rizzuto. He's a right-handed hitter, and he's stepping up in there now with one out. Nobody on in the first half of the fifth. Red Ruffing is getting his sign. Now the wind-up. Here's the first pitch, and there's a swing. A high fly ball into short center field. Joe DiMaggio comes in in those long slides in his, takes it, and there's two gone. Lavagetto flies to DiMaggio in short center field. Two out. That brings up the Dodgers shortstop, Pee Wee Reese. Reese flies to Medwick, or to uh, Keller the first time up. Harold Pee Wee Reese. Famous shortstop of the Brooklyn Dodgers batting. He's right here below us now, waving that bat around. Two out, here's the pitch. It's a spike. It's right down the middle, it's called. Red Rolfe, Phil Rizzuto, Gordon, Sturm around that infield. Keller, DiMaggio, Henrik around the outfield. First half of the fifth inning, the Yankees lead two to nothing. Red's getting a sign. Here's the pitch. It's a swing and a line drive. It's a hit in the right center field. Reese gets the first Dodger hit. A line drive over Gordon's head into right center field after two out in the first half of the fifth. Base hit to right center. It brings up their catcher, Mickey Owen. Here's Mick right down here below us. He pounds that bat against his shoes a few times. Gets some of the dirt off those spikes. Now he's stepping up in there with Reese on first base and two gone in the first half of the fifth. Ruffing has his glove off, roughing that ball around in his hands a bit. The outfield is playing Mickey Owens straight away. And on first base, content with a short lead off, here's the pitch. There's a strike. It's called right across his knees. One strike. 
Reese jumped off of first base as though he was going to go that time, but the object of the jump off of first was just to try to upset the pitcher a bit. Maybe Ruffing had missed the plate, but he caught the corner with a fastball. Here comes the next pitch. He swings. There's another hit. The ball is going out of the left center field. It's rolling. And they score a run. It's going to score a run. Here's Reese rounding third. The batter's rounding second base. He's going to try for third. They may get him. He's in the dirt. He's safe at third. A three-base hit by Owen. And the score is two to one. Mickey Owen slammed a line drive right over the shortstop Rizzuto's head between Keller and DiMaggio in the left center field. Reese with his head down, kept right on going. He rounded second, he rounded third. He scored, no play on him. There was a play at third base with the center fielder DiMaggio firing the ball to Rizzuto. In short left field, Rizzuto fired the ball to Rolf. And the batter, Owen, made a head-first slide into third base, and he's in there safely. There's a real World Series thrill. Now the score is 2-1. to one. Mickey Owen, all this has happened after two outs. A single by Pee Wee Reese. A triple by Mickey Owen. The tying run is on third with two gone. And the pitcher, Kurt Davis, is coming up. In that head-first slide into third base, Owen got some dirt in his face and little in his eye, and the umpire over there gets calls time while they get it out. Talk about hits. Fans are sure going for that World Series special Gillette Tech Razor. Boy, that was a hit. Now the score, 2-1, to one, first game of the World Series. We're in the first half of the fifth inning with the Yankees leading the Dodgers and Davis up with a chance to tie it up. Here comes the pitch. He swings. Here's a foul. It's out of play. It's up into the upper deck. And it's one strike on Davis. After getting the first two men, Medwick on a fly ball to left field and Lavagetto on a fly ball to center field, Reese got the first Brooklyn hit. He slammed a line drive over Flash Gordon's head. And then Mickey Owen, with a 231 batting average, drilled a triple between Keller and DiMaggio. He's on third base, and the score is 2-1. to one. Ruffing's getting all set. Here's the pitch. It's a ball. Just missed the corner, and it's 1-1. One and one. A lot of excitement here in Yankee Stadium. Boy, what a crowd, and what a ball game they're seeing. In the first game of the 1941 World Series between two wonderful teams, the Dodgers and the Yankees. Red Ruffing doubles that ball around in his glove. Tying runners on third base, remember, with two out. A runner scored. The score is 2-1. to one. The pitcher, Kirk Davis, has a chance to tie it up and aid his own cause. Ruffing working cautiously on him. Owen takes a long run down that third baseline. Here's the pitch to Davis. Davis hits the ground ball to the shortstop. Rizzuto, he's up with it. There goes the peg. He's out. Rizzuto to Stern. The tying run is left on third. And that retires the side. And so in that inning... Medwick flied out, Lavagetto flied out, Reese singled to right center field, Owen tripled to left center field, scoring a run, and Owen was left on third base while the pitcher, Kurt Davis, bounced out to retire the side. And so, friends, that's the end of the first half of the fifth inning, and that is the half of the ball game. And this is Bob Elson, who's had the pleasure of bringing you this first half of the ball game, turning our mutual microphone over to now to my good friend, who I had the pleasure of working with for many, many World Series, and I don't think we'll find a more exciting series that we're in right now. One of the country's best-known baseball broadcasters and a voice known to all of you, my good friend from station WOR, the old redhead Red Barber. Come in, Red, it's a swell ball game I'm giving you, too. I'll say it is, Bob. And at the end of four and a half innings, at the halfway point, it is two runs, three hits, and no errors for the Yankees. It is one run, two hits, and no errors for the Dodgers. And everything is earned in the way of runs. And the hits have all been sharp and clean. There have been no scratches. 
or as the boys in the trade say, no bleeders. Two to one, favor the Yankees. And a great spectacular catch by Medrick, who took a home run away from DiMaggio in the fourth inning, as Bob so graphically pointed out for you. And Red Ruffing has been smoothness personified. Ruffing, after walking on four straight pitches, Dixie Walker, the first hitter of the game, then retired in order the next 14 men. And with two gone, Reese began it with a single, Owen followed with a triple and the headlong slide, reminiscent of the gas house gang from St. Louis, then to third base, and then Davis bounced out short to first. Kurt Davis. Just finished throwing down to Pete Coscarard, utility second baseman, who had the mitt up there as Mickey Owen, who was coming in toward the plate when the last out was made, had to go back into the dugout and put the tools on. The Brooklyn infield is Camille at first, Billy Herman at second, Pee Wee Reese at short, and Harry Lavagiotto at third. The outfield is Medrick in left, in center is Reza, and in right field, Fred Walken. Stepping in for the Yankees is pitcher Red Ruffing himself. A right-hand batter, a dangerous hitter, hit a couple of home runs for himself this past punted race. They play him as a pull hitter to left. As a sidearm curve that is over right off the hands for a call strike. First pitch by Kurt Davis, last half of the fifth. This is the Yankee pitcher up to be followed by the top of the order, Sturm, and then by Roth. Infield deep. Davis throws sidearm, low and outside. Ball one. Davis is a raw bone right-hander with a very smooth motion. Throws sidearm a great deal, and sometimes three-quarter underhand. And will on occasion deal one right off the shoe tops. Roughing his pitch sidearm this afternoon, too. There's a side armor, swung on, there's a fly ball added to center. There's Reza getting under it, center fielder waiting, and takes it in deep center field. And it is one up and one away. For the Yankees in the last half of the fifth inning, they're leading two to one. The ball, when it gets back to the infield, passed all around with those zigzag crisscross throws. Lots of snap going on this afternoon. It always is. And a beautifully played, tightly contested two-to-one affair between two great ball clubs. This is championship ball this afternoon. Here's Johnny Sturm up for his third time to start the Yankee third go-round. He got the first hit of the ball game, a single to left, first inning. Then bounced out in the third inning. First baseman Camilla to Davis who covered. Sturm hits left-handed. Outfield straight away. They're not playing him to pull. Takes a pitch that is inside under the hand. Slide out. Ball one. Lavagetto is in close by third base, suspicious of a punt. No breeze whatsoever now. Davis delivers. Stern swings, breaks his bat there as they bounce to the second base. Herman grabs it out of the ground, throws the first in time by two steps. And Stern is out. And that's adding insult to injury. He hit a pitch, a slider that broke in toward his thumb. He cracked his bat. You can hear it distinctly way up here. To a broadcasting box. And he was out in addition. So it is second to first. Herman to Camilli. Two up, two gone. And the batter is Red Rolf. Hit into a fourth play in the first inning. Back of Sturm single. And then struck out. For Kurt Davis' is only strikeout victim in the third. Red has recently recovered from a severe siege of illness. He's not quite as strong as he was. But he's in there playing. The outfield shades him around toward right. That's that batter who pulls. Takes a fastball just above the knees. For a call strike. Lavagetto remains in close. Rolf, of course, is a great punter. It's always a threat to lay one down. Camille's up a step by first. Davis overhand. Hits a curve. There's back to deep second. It threw and into center field for a base hit for Rolf. His first hit of the series on his third at bat. Hit an overhand curveball right back through the middle and into center field. And this is the fourth hit for the Yankees. The second single. Now I have two singles, a double, and a home run. And here is Tommy Henrik. The 
He's 0 for 2. Hit into a fourth play. Fourth rock at second of the first inning. And then popped up to short the fourth. 0 for 2. Left-hand batter. Outfield back. Around toward right. There's a quick throw to first. And Roth has to slide in. But he makes it under Camilla's tag. Dixie Walker. Standing with his back frankly up against where it says in straightaway right field, 344 feet. Reason center, shaded into right center. Medrick around toward left center. Henrik swings as a fly ball going deep out of the right. Walker's under it. The right field awaits and has it. Walker didn't have very far to go. Defense is set up to strike for that. So for the Yankees, there's no run. One hit, one man left. Last half of the fifth inning. At the end of five, it is two to one in favor of the American League champion. That's the end of the fifth inning. Man, it gives me a real kick to tell you about the comfort you get with Gillette's Gillette Blue Blade, the World Series, Gillette Tech Razor. Just try this easy shaving combination, and you'll know what I'm talking about. The store near you has it, so ask for the tech with five Gillette Blue Blades and souvenir wrappers. The price? Man, it's a positive steal, only 49 cents. Now the ball game? By the way, as you know, this is another great sports feature brought to you by the shaving headquarters of Gillette Safety Razor Company, which reminds me that Gillette will again bring you the Sugar Bowl football game direct from New Orleans on New Year's Day, as well as the Orange Bowl game from Miami, and the East-West game played in San Francisco the same day. Now we're going into the fifth inning, or the sixth inning of the World Series, and back to Red Barber. Come in, Red. On the mound for the Yankees. Getting ready to pitch against the top of the broken hitting order, Walker, Herman, and Rezat is the great red roughing, who's always at his best when the going is the roughing. In other words, when the chips are down, that's when red roughing is out there. Out of six World Series decisions, he's picked up five games won. Back of the plate is the veteran, Bill Dickey. The first base, Johnny Stern. The second, Joe Gordon. The shortstop, Scooter Rizzuto. And the third base, Red Roth. In the outfield is Charlie Keller in left. The great Joe DiMaggio is in center. And in right field, Tommy Henry. Dickie Walker, who is also one, to a base on ball in the first inning, hit a fly ball to left field in the third. And for Walker, this means something to be playing in this World Series game today because he came up to the Major Leagues, first of all, here at the stadium. Takes a fast call strike right off the hand. Outfield around toward right. They're playing Walker to pull. Right side of the infield is deep. The left side is up a step at short. Walker takes a fastball inside at the knees. And apparently, we might figure that the reason the Yankee outfield is playing Walker to pull toward right field is that Ruffing is pitching Walker on the inside to try and make him pull. One and one. One ball, one strike. It is two to one. Score, favor the Yankees. First man up in the sixth inning. Red Carlin pushing back to first base for Brooklyn. Charlie Dresden back to third. Ruffing overhand, a fastball swung on, hit into right center. There's DiMaggio getting under, pulls down the line drive for the out. And the Yankee out to the fence was played leather pressure against Dixie Walker in the way Ruffing was working to him. Because Walker hit a sharp line drive, and had they been playing Fred straight away, then the ball would have gone through. But with the outfield around foot right, DiMaggio, the center fielder, pulled it down. About straight away in the baseball fallen, just simply that the center fielder is on a line from home plate through second base, straight out there. Here's Billy Herman, over two, right-hand hitter. Takes a fastball, low inside, down, across in front of the shin. Billy Herman has always been a great money player. Some of those tremendous cup drives in September, he was a spearhead. Roughing throws, swung on, hit foul on the ground, back third. Charlie Dresden retrieves it. One and one, one out. 
is empty. Top the sixth inning. The infield now, with the exception of the skin portion between third and short, is completely in shadow. The sun field here at the stadium is left field, which means the color for the Yankees was out there now, and metric of the Dodgers are the sun fielders for the afternoon. In most parks, you know, the sun field is right field. One and one. Herman crouches, working deep back in the box. Takes a let-up curve that is high. Ruffing sort of shakes his head sadly. Two and one. That one was close. Dismissed. Two and one. Everything quiet for the moment. Greatest of all World Series crowds sitting back waiting for an explosion. Ruffing throws overhand a fastball that is inside. And that one was close again. Dismissed by a tick. Three and one. Herman, now that the count is his way, looks down to third base coach Charlotte Dresden to see if the hit of the take is on. And then Herman turns around and looks right back toward DeRocher, who is standing in the front of the Brooklyn dugout. The Dodger dugout is behind first base. The Yankee dugout, the one they always use, is alongside third. 3-1. Ruffing comes down with an inside curve high for a ball four. Herman walks. That's the second base on ball given up by Charlie. And this means now that Ruffing has put on Tying run at first base with one away in the top of the sixth. Two to one, favor the Yankees. And here is Pete Rezet. Be followed by Dolph Camilli. The outfield goes around toward right on Rezet. They play him to pull. Rezet is a left-hand hitter today. Up until two years ago, he was a switch hitter. But he hits exclusively now, left-handed. He looks small. But he's very compact. Weighs 180 pounds. The infield is up halfway. Ruffing in position, looks at first throws. Reza takes a fastball low inside. Ball one. Johnny Sturm is holding first base against Herman, the runner. And then, of course, goes out in toward second base a couple of steps on the plate with motion of Ruffing's right arm. Gordon is a step over toward first. Rizzuto a step in toward second. Ruffing throws. Reza takes low inside a sharp curve right off the kneecap for ball two. 2-0, and Bill Dickey walks halfway off the mound and says something to Ruffing. Here's Gordon coming in from second base. In this World Series, the American League custom is set up and established in which that only two players, that's the catcher and one infielder, or two infielders, plus the manager, will be allowed to come up at any time and talk to the pitcher. The National League custom is the whole infield can come around if it wants to, but not in the World Series this year. Ruffing in position delivers 2-0. On the outside, a fastball that missed the ball three. And Ruffing did not want to miss with that one. But that was a big pitch, that 2-0 pitch. And when he missed with it, a fastball on the outside thrown by right-handed to a left-hand hitter. It was no more outside than just the width of a Gillette blue blade. That's 3-0. Herman at first, one out. Ruffing pitches, 3 nothing. Low. He got it over, but under the knees. The ball, four. Two straight walks. And the tying run is moved down to second base. And here is Camilli. Stepping in. Donna Dresden comes running in from third. The third base coach talks to Camilli for the moment. Dickey goes all the way out to the mound to talk to Ruffing. Now the veteran Yankee battery had its heads together. Here is Gordon coming in from second. Ruffing is standing around out there, kicking his spikes against pitcher's rubber. With one man out, Billy Herman is at second. Pete Reeves was at first. Infield is up one or two steps. 
brought up as much as they would use in the playoff, hoping for a double play. Because of Camille's uh, tremendous battering strength up there, and he gets a hold of it. The outfield is deep and sharply around toward right. Now roughing in a spot, stretches, comes down position, looks back at second, throws. Strike one call. A brilliant fast curve. Coming in from the outside and breaking down in two. A left-hand batter. Camille standing right in the middle of the batter's box, easily balanced. Leans in. Hander on the mound, delivers. Camilla swings and misses with a fastball thrown down the alley. Nothing in two. And Ruffing, who got behind, and walked Herman. And never threw a strike to Reza. Isn't wasting any time for that strike going to Camilla. He's pitching right in at the first two. First was taken. Ball strike. The second swung on and missed. Camilla is 0 for 2. Twice he's been up in each time. Ruffing has struck him out. Now Red has him underneath. Nothing in two counts. Let's see. One gone. Two to one, favor the Yankees. Ruffing delivers. Camille takes high outside after almost going for it. Ball one. And we have two veteran right-handers today. And every time they get any hitter at a disadvantage, they immediately start working on him. Sort of pitching around, in and out, like a Cooper walking around the barrel. And that was Ruffing, pitching high and outside and tempting Camille. Dolph almost had to go after him. One and two. Ruffing taking his time. He's in a hurry. He's been through this thing many times before. Camille waiting at the plate. His first World Series. Herman leading down off second. Reeves off first. Here's the pitch. It's low inside. A fast curve by the knees. Ball two. And there was Ruffing after getting two strikes to Camille. Pitching him first high and away. And then again, low and down. 2-2. Two, two. Dickey took his mask off. Looked around at the Yankee defense in front of him. Now... Snaps his mask back on, settles down to pump the sign. Played on Brian McGowan, looking right over him from behind him. It's an important pitch, this 2-4. Ruffing looks back at second. He doesn't pay any attention to the runner at first, with second occupied. There's Big Red stretching, easily coming down. Delivers. Camilla swings and misses for strike three. Ruffing for the third straight time. Bucks golf out. Total of five strikeouts for Ruffing. And so far, Ruffing is having no trouble with the National League's home run king and run batted in leader. Three times off has been up. Three times, Ruffing has struck him out. And now, it is two out on the top of the six. The Yankees are still defending every better. They had two to one lead. The hitter is Joe Medrick, who has the fielding play to his credit. Right hand batter. Over two. That feels what left. Medrick swings is a bounce to the third. Roth is up with it. Runs over, steps on third for the unassisted fourth on Herman. The runner coming down from second. That's all for the Brooklyn bid in the top of the sixth. No run, no hit. Two men were left. There were no Yankee arrows and it's two to one. Favor the Yankees. That ends the first half of the sixth inning. Friends, I heard the other day that more and more women are buying blades for their husbands. So here's a special word for you millions of women fans. Now, you certainly know a bargain when you see one. So all I ask is that you take a look at Gillette's combination offer. A 25-cent tube of Gillette shaving cream, either lather or brushless, free with the purchase of 10 improved Gillette blue blades for 49 cents. That's the price of the blades alone. And believe me, they're well worth it. They have the sharpest edges ever put on steel, 
and whisk off tough beard without the slightest irritation. The shaving cream, either lather or brushless, makes shaving double easy. The supply of these combinations is limited, so see your dealer before he's out of stock and get a supply for the men in your family. Now this first World Series game is going into the last half of the sixth inning, and here's Red. And there's a great hubbub and a commotion that is stirring through the packed stands here at the stadium. DiMaggio is to be first up in the last to six, followed by Keller, then by Dickies. Any one of the three reaches base and stays on, then Gordon. Here's Craig Davis. Ball, lean, string bean right-handed. Outfield deep and around toward left on DiMaggio. Great right-hand batter. There's a curveball in there for a call strike. DiMaggio's taking the first pitch, and apparently he was going to take it no matter where it was. Off Fletcher is the Yankee third base coach. Earl Combs, back of first. DiMaggio with those feet wide apart. That stick way back of his right ear. Sets it, swings halfway, bounces to deep short, reaches up. The throw from behind second is in time by a half step at first. DiMaggio is thrown out as Reese goes behind second base. DiMaggio trying to check his swing. He started to swing, pulled his bat back, but despite that, hit the ball sharply and almost threw between the shortstop and second base. And Reese went over. Took it over to first. For DiMaggio, he's 0 for 3 after hitting two fly balls to left field. Here is Charlie Keller, who tied a World Series record, but not a too important one, when he made three putouts in the third inning. That is the seventh time in the history of World Series that an outfielder has made all three putouts in one inning. Keller's had four putouts in left field. Six putouts for the left fielder is the record for any one World Series game all time. Big Keller up there, 0 for 1. Takes a pitch low and outside. Davis gave him a bit of a screwball. Ball 1. One out, nobody on for the Yankees. Back to the 6th. They're leading 2 to 1 in this first game. Outfield very deep. Way around toward right on Keller, who pulls him. Charlie swings and throws it straight back onto the screen. 1 and 1. It was feared in the Yankee camp. After September the 11th, and Keller was found to have a chipped bone in what was at first thought to be merely a sprained ankle. And Charlie wouldn't be available for today. But Keller, with an amazing recuperative power, showed up. Here he is, fit and ready. Drops, and there's a pitch high inside. If he hadn't dropped, it would have turned the peak of his cap around. Two balls, one strike. Right side of the infield, very deep. Keller. One of the most powerful men physically the baseball has ever known. Set, starting to face from behind, left-hand hitter. Takes on the outside for ball three. Davis is behind. Three and one. One away. Keller hit a fly ball to center field the reason the second inning, then was walked to the fourth. Davis pumps. Twist throws. On the outside, a curve that did not come down and in. Thrown by a right-handed to left-hand batter. Keller for the second three time is walked. That's the third ball given up by Davis. Each pitcher has now given up three passes. Bill Dickey, last time up, hit a tremendous 400-foot double. And Keller, running with two men out, after he had been walked, scored. And that was the making of the run, which is now the difference between the two teams. Bill McGowan of the American League staff working balls and strikes this afternoon. Babe Pinelli, the National League staff at first. Bill Grieve of the American League staff at second. Larry Getz, the National League staff at third. And magnificent umpiring. Davis in position, checks his runner at first. Now throws. Dickie swings. There's a line drive hung into center field for a solid base hit. 
Keller around second base, starts for third. There's Regis throw, and Keller slides and he's safe. And Dickey, after making his turn to the left at first, ducks back into first base. And Dickey comes up with his second straight hit, becomes the first player in the series now to have two hits. A solid single crashed into center field. You can hang the clothes on that one. That's the meaning of the baseball term that the ball players use a clothesline hit. And Keller moved all the way around the third on the single in the center. And that tells you what you want to know about whether he can negotiate on that ankle or not. So now the Yankees are ahead two to one. Now a threatening with men at first and third, and here's Joe Gordon, who accounted for the first score with a terrific home run in the second inning. Gordon, who was walked his next time up, one to one. Stetson takes a fastball just above the knees of the spot just for a call strike. Outfield very much around foot left on the flash. The infield is more than halfway up. It is played up now primarily for a play on Keller at the plate. One out. Camille holding first base. Dickey leading off there. Gordon swings. There's a line drive in the center for a base hit. Keller's cutting in to score the third run. And Dickey goes down to second. Reeves a juggle the ball for the moment. to cover it quickly. To throw with more third. And Reeves short step cut it off. And that was a solid base hit for Joe Gordon. And the Yankees go ahead three to one. Not a single in the left center field. And score Charlie Keller to move Dickey down to second base. And Gordon. Now it has his second hit. And talk about hits. Well, fans are certainly going for that World Series special Gillette Tech Razor. That Gillette Tech is a hit. And out of the conference, the first one at the mound. There's DeRocha, the Brooklyn manager out there, talking to Kurt Davis. And he's motioning to the Brooklyn bullpen. And Davis has been knocked out here in the last half of the sixth inning. Davis is going out after five and a third inning. And we're looking down into the Brooklyn bullpen to see who is coming out. At the stadium, you cannot see the pitchers operating in either club's bullpen. And here is Hugh Casey, as far as we can see from a distance. The number one Brooklyn fireman. The Yankees have Johnny Murphy and the Dodgers have Hugh Casey. And here's the big apple cheek Georgian making the long walk in from behind right center field. Coming in toward pitcher's mouth. And Kurt Davis is standing there waiting to hand him the ball. Davis after five and a third inning. There's the announcement. Hugh Casey coming in to pitch to Rizzuto. Yankee shortstop for sixth inning. There was one man out in the last half of the sixth. The tide began to swing against Kurt Davis. But in pitching Keller too carefully, he walked him. Walked him on a 3-1 pitch. And then Bill Dickey crashed his second straight hit behind the second straight walk to Keller. Solid single in the center, and Keller wound up at third and trotted in to score as Gordon slammed his second hit. And Gordon hasn't been stopped so far. He's two for two. A home run, a single that, based on balls, of course, is not an official like that. And it is three to one, favor the Yankees. There's a pause for Davis as a tall right-hander. Slowly out. It's a long walk for Davis, although it's not much more than 150 feet. He has to travel to disappear from sight into the runway. And Big Hugh Casey, down there on the mound, going down. Camille, Billy Herman, and Reed. As they head together, standing midway between the mound and second base. 
Now the up the low was talking to Art Fletcher, the Yankee third base coach. Larry Getz strolled in, the third base umpire, had a few words to say. This is a let-up moment right now. The relief pitcher Hugh Casey, throwing down to Mickey Oyd. There's Rizzuto, stepping in, and Casey is ready to go. It's the first time that a fireman has been sent for. It is now 3-1, to favor the Yankees. They're scoring in the even-numbered innings. A run in the second, a run in the fourth, they've gotten one here in the sixth. One man out, runners at first and second. Rizzuto, who is over two, fly ball to left, bounding ball second and first. Rizzuto swings and misses in Casey's low outside curve. Right-handed pitcher, right-hand batter. Strike one. Here's a local boy who's made good in the big town, Rizzuto. Mickey leads down on second, Gordon off first. Rizzuto swings as a high fly ball into left center. There's center field Ariza, Andre, waiting. Takes it. Two out. Dickey returns to second. Gordon halfway down. Second returns to first. That's two out. That's the sixth inning, and here is Red Ruffing, the Yankee pitcher. Coming up to bat for his third time, he's off the two. Bounded out short to first in the third inning. Fly ball to center in the fifth. And before Ruffing steps to the plate, let's pause very briefly on this Gillette broadcast for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Roughing up, right-hand batter. Runners at first and second. Casey throws. Curve, low and outside. Ball one. It is Joe Gordon. Bill Dickey. The other fellows who have been laying in the punishing blows for the Yankees. On his first and second, respectively. Three to one. They were New York. Roughing a good hitter. Sets, takes, and the pitch is over above the knees. Ball strike. One and one. Things sort of quiet for the moment. Casey working deliberately. Ruffing steps out, now steps in. Grab the club down by the end. Casey throws, Ruffing swings, and there's a fly ball drilled into short right. Walker comes in, is under it. The right fielder has it. That's the third out, ending the last half of the sixth inning. And for the Yankees, two base hits following our base on balls. Kurt Davis sent to the showers. The Yankees racked up their third run. One run. Two hits, a pair of singles, following a walk. Two men were left. The end of six innings. It is three runs, all earned. Six hits and no errors for the Yankees. It is one run earned. Two hits and no errors for the Dodgers. In the seventh, Navajetto is to be first up for Brooklyn, followed by Reese, then by Owen. And there are two hurlers who are now working in the Brooklyn bullpen. Right-handed Johnny Allen, a former Yankee, who is returning to the stadium in a way in which he's very happy to return. And Larry French, the veteran left-hander who was secured from the Cubs in the, uh, just before the Dodgers went on their last Western trip. He was picked up on waivers. The idea, of course, being that if the Dodgers get a rally going, Casey, who is slated to hit fourth here in the top of the seventh inning, might be lifted if the situation was such for a pinch hitter. It is 3-1, to favor the Yankees. Red Ruffing, a great pitcher at any time, is even tougher. When you get into the home stretch, he's got a couple of runs to defend. Ruffing 
is a fellow who believes that what's his is his and he's going to keep it. And he's usually big and strong enough to do it. Labajetta, wolf for two. Bounced out short to first to second inning. Hit a fly ball to center field of Matthew on the fifth. Cookie stepped in. Right hand hitter. Cards are played from behind. Chokes that stick about an inch and a half. The outfield around foot left. Roughing throws. Fastball right through for a call strike. Goes ahead for the first pitch of the seventh. Pumping and stick back and forth. Relentlessly. Like the waving of a cat's tail. Roughing pitches. Harry swings at a bounding ball to short. Rizzuto's up with it on a nice bounce. Towards the first. And Sturm juggles the throw that is low. And Lamagetto is home safely. That, I believe we're waiting for the official scorer. But that, I believe, will be the first error. A low throw into the ground. In front of the first baseman. Sturm went in for it and couldn't come up with it. Lamagetto is safely on and settled. Coming down from the official scores right now. The official scores for the series the Tom Swope of the Cincinnati Post, Tommy Holmes of the Brooklyn Eagle, and John Devins of the New York Times. That's an error on the throw, an error charge against Rizzuto. Lama Jones is first, first error of the series. Open the seventh inning, and here's Reese. Got the first Brooklyn hit, his last at bat. Takes a low outside curve, a fast one. Samadji on center field is shaded over toward left center. But Keller is straight away and left, out there in the blinding sunshine. Right field is the shade field at the stadium, especially at this time of the year. Henrik is out there straight away. Avogadro, beating off first, not too far, roughing. Jim throws to the plate. Reese swings, bounces it back over the mound, back to second base, and it goes toward the center. Avogadro holds it second. And Reese bounces his second straight single right back through the middle. Bounces completely over Ruffing's head and completely through. Gordon, the second baseman, and Rizzuto, the shortstop. A single right through the middle. Rodgers are now at first and second. Nobody out. Up the seventh inning. That's the third hit off Ruffing. And Joe Gordon comes in from second. He talks to the big Yankee right-hander. Now Dickey goes walking out from back of the plate. And Mickey Owen goes up to the plate, but he is being called back. And Lou Riggs is coming in to pinch hit for him. Lou Riggs, utility third baseman who bats left-handed. And who was the eighth pinch hitter for the Dodgers in that drive for the pennant. And now there is a great star and a hub-up here at the stadium. As the writers would say, the plot thickens. a couple of sticks and moves out into the batter's ring for the batter waiting on deck apparently to hit for Casey and then he's called back into the Brooklyn dugout maybe it is that Roche just doesn't want to show his hand so plainly and Riggs has just been officially announced we hope you were able to pick it up over the microphone from the public address system now it's Lavagetto on at second Reese on at first an error followed by a single Riggs, pinch hitting, first pinch hitter of the series. This is his third straight year for the championship ball club. Roughing throws, Riggs swings, and there's a line drive in the center field. It's in for a base hit. And here is Lavagetto around third. He's coming in to slides under Dickey safely to score the second run. And Reese holds up at second base. DiMaggio threw all the way from center field. 
And Dickey blocking the plate, of course, took the ball on the bounce, and just as he did, Lavagetto slid right under him, and then Dickey did not hold the throw. However, Lavagetto was there ahead of him. And Riggs called on to be the first pinch hitter of the series. Goes up and belabors dropping first pitch for a solid single in the center field. Both reached out at second base and scores Lavagetto. That is the fourth hit-off roughing in the second run. And this is the first run of the five that have been scored that is not earned. You're interested in scoring that technically. However, as far as the Dodgers are concerned, and the Yankees too, for that matter, it's a run. And it is now 3-2 to two favor the Yankees. And here's Wasdell, who is going to hit for Casey. Jimmy Wasdell is being called upon as a pinch hitter for the relief pitcher. Dell is being announced over the public address system. We sat back, but we could barely hear it ourselves. We don't imagine you could. So Wasdell is up. The tying run is the second base. Riggs is at first. It's three to two. Favor the Yankees. Wasdell swings and misses, going after a sinker. Strike one swinging. He's a bulky left-hand batter. Of course, please, is Wasdell coming back to the stadium. Because he was an American leaguer, the Dodgers picked up two years ago from Washington on waivers. Outfield around foot right on Wasdell. Briggs off first, Briggs off second, roughing throws, Wasdell swings and falls it into the stand behind third. It is strike two, and there is number 13 for the Dodgers, Kirby Higby, with his glove on a trot, going around skirting behind right field, going to the Brooklyn bullpen to get ready. And time is called as Wasdell cuts across the playing surface behind right field to go over the gate and into the runway. Now Higby climbs over the low fence and is in, off the playing field. Wasdell steps back in. Big Yankee right-handed position, looks at second, throws, Wasdell swings, and there's a foul coming down alongside third. Ralph is coming over fast and grabs it right in front of the Yankee dugout. And here comes Reese to third base, and he is out. Ralph throwing to Rizzuto, the shortstop. Reese trying to advance after the catch of the foul in front of the Yankee dugout is doubled up, the first double play of the World Series. Reese came down from second. And Red Ralph, after making the catch, quickly whirled through to shortstop Rizzuto, who knew where to be and was there at third base. And so Wasdell, in falling off the third baseman Ralph, fouls into a double play. Third base with a shortstop. First double play of the day. So it is three to two favor the Yankees. But just a second ago there was nobody out. Now it is two gone. Looking at bat top of the seventh. And the potential tying run is at first base. 270 feet away. And Red Ruffing. Breathe a lot easier. That was a play that helped him. So far his roughest moment of the day. And Dixie Walker, lead offer, 0 for 2, is up, left-hand batter, former Yankee. There's a fastball missing outside, ball what? Walker, crowd to the plate, over the close stand, feet close together, then fairly erect, took it thick about an inch. Briggs, ready to go on anything, leads off first, and Sturm is holding the bag against him, roughing in position, Texas runner, has that 15 on the back of his shirt. 
How many games he won this last year, too? Big fella. Comes down. Walker swings at the bounding ball straight to second. Joe Gordon up with it. The throw goes to first in time, but seven or eight steps. And Walker's easily out. Second to first. And for Brooklyn, it is one run on two hits. There was one man left, and there was one Yankee error. And we had the first error, first run on run, the first double play, first pinch hitter, etc. in the top of the seventh inning. Well, those are a few things to remember. And friends, too, let's not forget that a swell way to talk turkey to Hitler long before our November turkey day is to walk into your bank or post office and say, give me a U.S. defense bond. Or just fork over a few pennies for United States defense stamps. Let's confine our scrapping to the baseball diamond, or the gridiron, or the ring. Last half of the seventh inning. Johnny Stern, the rookie first baseman, to lead it off for the Yankees. He is their lead offer. He got the first hit of the ball game. He's one for three. To be followed by Roth and then by Henry. And we're waiting now for a relief pitcher for the Dodgers. And coming out of the bullpen is Larry French. Veteran left-hander. But now he's starting back. At the moment, maybe he's not the one that the Roche wants. Apparently he isn't. Because French comes over the fence and walks at least ten paces into right field. And then he's waved back. And he stands at the fence looking back into the bullpen. And Herman Frank, who is coming in to catch, as Mickey Orrin, the catcher, gave way to pinch hit a Riggs, is motioning for a right-hander to come in. There's the announcement. And Johnny Allen is announced. Well, here's a great deal of drama. Johnny Allen, who came up to the big show with the Yankees here at the stadium, and then was dealt away, you'll remember, to Cleveland, then went from Cleveland to the Browns, and then was waved out of the American League and was bought by Brooklyn in the middle of this summer. Johnny Allen comes back to make a reappearance at the stadium. This time he's not wearing an American League uniform. And here he is coming in to relieve, and the ball game is on Tenterhook. One run separates the two clubs. It is three to two. In favor of the American League champions, the Yankees, who after missing last year, have resumed their habit of being back in the World Series. Johnny Allen coming in, a right-hander, the second relief pitcher for Brooklyn, and the fourth pitcher in the ball game. And Herman Franks. Comes on to do the catching. But it's Frank's catching for Brooklyn and hitting eight in the batting order. Johnny Allen coming on to relieve and pitch to lead off of Stern. That's half of the seventh. Allen has just gotten to the mound right now. Stockyish, broad shouldered right hander, throw side on. Johnny Allen. You can write a book about the things that happened to Johnny Allen in the American League. And so it is with just that thought that we ask you to let your memory go spinning backwards over the years as we try and give you this radio picture on another of the great Gillette sporting broadcasts of this sidearm veteran right-hander returning to the stadium. The Yankees waiting to hit Johnny Stern, the leadoff in first baseman, then Rolf, then Henry. And if any one of those three gets on and stays on, fellow who hit in more consecutive ball games than anybody in the history of the Major League. You know his name so well that I'll just pay him the compliment of not even mentioning it. We couldn't miss on that one. 
for Harry Stern. Left hand batter. And as the Yankees come in now for the last of the seven, they're still retaining a lead of one run. It is now three to two. So the matter is seesawed ever since Gordon began it with a home run the second inning. Johnny Allen stretches, makes his first pitch a fastball that swung on and missed. Strike one. Stram got the first hit. Singles to left field in the first inning. Then the third, he bounced out to first base to the pitcher. Then in the fifth, he was out second to first. So he's one for three. Starting the Yankees' fourth go-around. Hot field shaded toward right. And Sturm is hit right on the outside of the right hip. The pitch was thrown right into him, side arm, and apparently he couldn't move. He just stood right there and took it. Sturm could move no more from that pitch that came and hit him on the outside of his right hip than Nova in the closing seconds of that sixth round could move when Lewis finally maneuvered him into position. Sort of a case of, uh, should we say, fixed hypnotism. So that's the first hit batter. Johnny Sturm on it first. Here's Red Rolf. Singles. Last time up. He's one for three. Hit into a force play. First inning. Struck out in the third. Single to center of the fifth. Left-hand batter. Lavagetto's in on the inside grass inside of third. Suspicious of a bunt. Camilli holding first. The infield halfway up around second. And Rolf sets the bunt. Bluffs it and takes the pitch high outside. Ball one. And when that pitch was made, Allen came tearing down off the mound. Slanting over toward the third baseline. Camilli came straight in from first base. And Lavagetto came running at top speed from third. Second baseman Herman. Four for first. Shortstep Reese made a dash for second. That's the way an infield works in the bunt situation. That's the way it has to work. That field's what right. Rolf Couches takes on the outside. There goes Sturm. There's the throw from Frank. Sturm is out. There's the first attempt for a steal, and it is cut down. And that was, in addition, a pitch out to Rolf. Allen fits on the outside, way wide for ball two. And Frank stepping to his left to get his throw free away from a left-hand batter. Through right through, and on the third base side of second base, the shortstop Reese who took it and had the tag waiting for third. So it is now one out. That was two to six if you're scoring. The catcher to the shortstop. Nobody on. Last to seven. Three to two. Favor the Yankees in this first game of what promises to be an all-time high for an interesting World Series. Allen pitches two nothing and misses with a fastball outside. Three and zero. Oh, gave the impression of trying to just flip that pitch through. Get back even with a hitter, but he missed. Now he's behind, 3-0. Lavagetto right off third, right side of the infield bank. There's a call strike. That situation, an automatic strike. Late through there, 3-1. A magnificent day. It's an even prettier day because everyone was walking around on eggshells for fear that it would rain today. That was a probable forecast yesterday. Ross crowding the plate. Leans right over him. One of baseball's most intelligent players. Ross also is one of the players in baseball most gifted with the ability to talk about baseball, to talk about his teammates, to talk about his players. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see Red Rolf when his playing days are all through. Wind up up here in a booth. Bob, I uh, hope you and I are still around. Allen pitches. On the outside, ball four. And Rolf waits him out. Gets his pass. That is the seventh base on balls in the struggle. It's the fourth one that has been given the Yankees. Now Rolf. 
The late base runners on at first. One out, last to seventh. The Yankees ahead, three to two, and here is Tommy Henry. The name is pronounced as though the uh, final letter is a K, although it's spelled H-E-N-R-I-C-H. Henrik was really pounding that ball last year for the Yankees. Flashing those home runs the last couple of months. Wound up with 31. He was hitting home runs at a faster clip than anybody else in the ball club the last month of the year. Third baseman, a couple of extra steps wide. It's Henrik. First baseman holding the bag against the runner. Second baseman halfway over between first and second. Short step, a couple of steps in toward the bag. Outfield deep, round toward right. Allen throws, there goes Roth. Henrik swings, there's a fly ball to left field. Medrick comes in, Hundred makes the catch, and Roth goes dancing back to first base. That was a low fly with the hit and run on. Roth was on his way with a paper motion of Allen's right arm. And to go back. Now it is two gone. And here's DiMaggio. And you can literally feel the excitement. Here among, well, my guess is approximately 70,000. Certainly, uh, they said that would be capacity. And I don't see an empty seat. So approximately 70,000. You can feel their thoughts and emotions practically lift you up as DiMaggio steps in there. Very quietly and calmly spreads those feet, sets them, then brings that lumber back into ready position. Deep over right shoulder, packed it behind the back of his neck. Roth ready to go on anything, leads off first. Two out, there's the pitch, swung on and fouled right back off the catcher's mat. Carries back to the stand. Strike one. In this present World Series, when new balls are put in play, the umpire gives them either to the catcher or throws them directly to the pitcher. As a time-saving gesture, there is to be no throwing in of new balls to infielders and passing of new balls around. Let's check the great ball player's record for the afternoon. The first inning, a fly ball to left field to Medrick. In the fourth inning, looked like a home run to everybody in the park with Medrick. And Joe timed it, and as Bob told you, leaped up and pulled it down with one hand and landed flat on his shoulder blade. That's how high and how much momentum he lost when he was coming down after making the catch, but he held on to it. And then he was thrown out by the shortstop in the sixth. So he's 0 for 3. Johnny Allen nods to Herman Franks' sign. New battery. Imagine you're waiting. Almost coldly. Set. The pitch is swung on. There's a long fly ball to the center. Reese is getting under. After a short run, waits. Takes it. And Imagine is now 0 for 4. Johnny Allen. Pitch it out of trouble with a hip batter and a base on ball. And at the end of uh, seven innings, it is three to two in favor of the Yankees. And it's the no runs and no hits. And that was the end of the seventh inning. Friends, I could talk from now until the last out and still not wise you up to all the comfort you get with the new set razor and the Gillette Blue Blade. Four major improvements make this the sweetest shaving instrument you ever laid hands on. Now your dealer offers you the World Series special Gillette Tech in souvenir wrapper with five of today's improved Gillette Blue Blades for only 49 cents. Get it and experience real shaving company. Now we're going to pause for station identification. You're listening to the broadcast of the first game of the World Series from Yankee Stadium in New York City. This is the Coast to Coast Network of the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. This is the old redhead sneaking in against this mutual microphone on another Gillette broadcast as we start the eighth inning. And the announcement that was over the public address just a few seconds ago while Bob was talking to you was nothing more than a standard announcement made in the Major League Park 
warning spectators from throwing anything out onto the playing field because it might interfere with the play of the game. Just standard practice. There's been nothing thrown. And, uh, well, I don't remember anything being thrown in the World Series since that uh, 1934 ball game of Detroit. But that was enough throw on that day to go for many years. The eighth inning. The Dodgers come in the bat against Red Ruffing. A big, burly right-hander. It's a run to the good. And he's always tough. And he's tougher when you get down into the closing stages. It is 3-2 to the Yankees. Billy Herman, first up in the eighth. Takes a pitch that is inside by the hands. It's missing. Ball one. Herman bounced out third to first with a hit and run on the first inning and moved Walker down to second. Fourth inning, grounded out, short to first. And the sixth, to a base on ball. That was a spot that Ruffing had trouble on the sixth. He walked two. Herman and Reza, one out in the sixth, but he got out of it. Pitches now to Herman. Swung on. There's a bounding ball to deep short. Rizzuto up with it. The long throw is in time, but two steps. Billy Herman is out. Short to first. One up, one away. And here's Pete Reza. And the National League batting champion has this afternoon been stopped. Fly ball to center field. DiMaggio pulled it in the first inning. Then he struck out in the fourth. Drew a walk in the sixth. Left-hand batter. Outfield around toward right. Left side of the infield up. The right side up a step. Here's Reese at the end of his first full season. The batting champion. And he cost the Dodgers $100. Swings and has a line drive. Which Rizzuto at short. And holds right by his ankles. And it doesn't get away from him. And he takes a base hit away from Reza. Hit an outside pitch. Sharp line drive, which shorts up Rizzuto. Grab right down between his ankles, and he stayed with it. Now it's two out. Top of the eighth. And here's Camilli, who's been up three times, and each time Ruffing has struck him out. And he's pitched here, and he's pitched there, and he's given him some of this and some of that. Pitched all around him. Camilli digs in. Swings, and there is a high fly ball going into deep center. DiMaggio goes back, back, and pulls it down. It's hit well over 400 feet. But in the Yankee Stadium, it's 461. The way that ball was struck to the wall. So it was just the third out. Another put out for DiMaggio. And that ends the first half of the eighth inning. You know, just before I left the doctor's dressing room this afternoon, I popped a question to a few of the boys there, and here's what I learned. These fellows from DeRocher, Herman, and Reeser to Riggs and Johnny Allen say the World Series Gillette Tech Razor is really tough. It can't match the shaving comfort I get with that new text of Jimmy Wasdell. The less time it takes me to shave, the better I like it, said Harry Lavaghetto. And that's why it's tech for me. Blades last longer in my World Series tech. And so they go. Find out why the new tech makes such a hit. Just see its 24-karat gold-plated head and contrasting ebonized metal handle. Ask your dealer for the World Series Special Gillette Tech Razor in souvenir wrapper bearing the official pennants of both leagues. And with five Gillette Blue Blades included, you pay only 49 cents. Buy it. Try it. And if you don't agree this is the easiest shaving combination you've ever used, your money back. Last half of the eighth, and here's this. Charlie Keller. Bill Dickey. Joe Gordon. That's all that Johnny Allen has to face the last of the eight. It's quite an assignment when you're pitching this Yankee batting order. Any one of those fellows, this Yankee batting order this afternoon, is good for a home run at any time. The Yankee batting order today represents a total of 141 home runs, hitting the pennant race. Brooklyn's starting batting order, and we're counting in the pitches, represents a total of 84. And there's been only one home run struck. 
Yankees lead 3-2. Here's Keller. Walks his last two at bat. Swings as a hot one down to second base. Herman up with it. Throws to first and Keller is out. And he was running at full steam ahead going down the line. When he saw it was out, he slowed down. You could see a shade limp on that right ankle. So Keller bounces out on the first pitch, the last of the eighth inning. And here's Dickey, his last two at-bats, double and a single. Two very important blows in building up the Yankees' second and third runs. Three to two. Save New York. One out, last of the eighth. Allen delivers. Dickey swings. There's a high fly ball. It's going back into right field. Walker goes back, waits in front of the wall, and pulls it down for the out. That was hit a long way, but it was hit tremendously high. Now it is two up, but two gone. Last of the eighth. And the batter is Joe Gordon, who's had a home run, a base on balls, and a single. He's knocked in two runs, and he's scored one. Otherwise, he hasn't done very much. The only batter who is hitting at 1,000 so far in the World Series. I feel very much around for it left. Johnny Allen pitches the fastball high and outside. He dealt that one three-quarter run in the hand when he started it out there on the mound. Stocky, veteran, right-hander. Two out. Base is empty. Gordon takes a low curve that hits the ground. Ball two. They play Gordon more as a pull hitter than any batter on either batting order is being played today. Billy Herman, the second baseman, for example, is straight behind second. Camille is about three steps wider than usual at first. Allen throws sidearm. Fastball low inside the knees for ball three. And Joe Gordon is now in the catbird seat. Sitting pretty, three and all. Outfield deeply around toward left. Three-nothing pitch is swung on and fouled back. And that might tell you something about uh, how the Yankees' strategy is operating right now. When a batter goes after a 3 nothing pitch, you know that he's up there hitting all the way if he wants to. So there was Gordon going after the fat one. That's three and one. Allen throws. The curve inside for ball four. And Gordon walks, and that preserves his bid for a perfect day today. At two hits and two walks for him. Two for two. And that's the second walk given up by Allen. The fifth walk the Yankees have received. And it is the eighth base on balls in the ballgame. Bill Rizzuto, who's gone 0 for 3. Fly ball to left in the second inning. Bounced that second to first in the fourth. And in the sixth inning, hit a fly ball to center. Stocky, quick moving. Right hand hitting shortstop. There goes Gordon on the first pitch. There's a bounding ball hit to second, but it was a hit and run on. It throws over to first, and Rizzuto is out. And so far, it's been... I guess you should typify this ball game as a hit and run ball game. Both sides are going full tilt offensively. It is three runs, six hits, one error for the Yankees. It is one run, uh, two runs, four hits, and no errors for the Dodgers. Three to two in favor of the Yankees at the end of eight innings. And fellas, there's no need to sacrifice shaving comfort another day. Just get yourself one of those Gillette Tech razors and see just how easy shaving can be. And here are some figures that have just been thrown down. The attendance today, 68,540. And the receipts, that's the cash in the till, the amount that was laid on the barrel here to see this, 
$396. Start the ninth inning. Joe Madrick to be first up, followed by Lavagetto, then by Reese. Those figures that we just gave you on cash, a new world record, and a new world record for attendance. And I'm certain there's no way of measuring it, but I think there's a new world record for interest in this very important sporting event, which is a very important part of the nation's life. The Gillette Safety Razor Company is very happy to bring you a description of it. It is 3-2, to two, favor the Yankees as they take the field to try and make this run stand up and get them off winging with the all-important first game of the 41 Classic. It's the ninth inning. Joe Mendrick has gone 0 for 3. Struck out the second inning. Fly ball to center in the fifth. Hit into a fourth play in the sixth. Right-hand batter. Crouches. Roughing pitches. A fastball. Low and outside. For ball one. Charlie Dresden. Pushing back to third. Red Cardin. Back to first. Grosher just coaches the first two innings. That's sort of a superstition with him. Then he retires and Cardin takes over. Each game. Medrick swings and there's a slow trickle down toward third. Roping off the mound, has to pick it up. The play is not in time. And Medrick has crossed first base by the time the throw gets to first. It's a scratch single. Medrick overswung, trickled it. A squib hit halfway to third base, which Pitcher Roping himself could get to before Roth, the third baseman who was deep, to come in to pick up. And the Dodgers, with Medrick single toward third, have the tying run reach first base. Nobody out. Open the ninth inning. That's the fifth Brooklyn hit. It is the 11th hit of the ball game. Here's Navigetto, who's gone 0 for 3, but who got on the 7th inning on Rizzuto's error. The only miscue of the practice. Navigetto up. And the Yankees, of course, have their infield arranged, pulled in at third and first, and arrayed around second to defend against the bunt if the sacrifice is the offensive strategy. The outfield around to what left on Harry. There are a few scattered cries from the stands, but in the general rule, there's a great watchful silence. See, now, what will happen? Medrick leads off first, Sturm holds. Roughing throws, Avagello swings, and there is a high foul ball, almost straight up into the air. There's Dickey, under it, under it, has it. And it is one out. Medrick makes a bluff at first base, but he doesn't go more than two steps off the bag. And now there's one man out in the top of the ninth inning. Ruffing, working with more deliberation than ever. He's taking more time as the time grows shorter for the ball game. Three to two, over the Yankees. And here is Reese. After flying out to left field, in the second inning, he got Brooklyn's first hit after Ruffing had retired 14 straight in the fifth. Then he singled in the seventh. Important factor in Brooklyn's two run-making innings. Reese swings as a line drive, which is going into left center. It's in for a base hit, and Medrick has moved to third. And Reese has his third hit of the series, his third straight, and becomes the first batter from either side of the fence to have three safeties. And I would say that if you took a consensus of opinion of fans as to who would be the one Brooklyn hitter who had the least chance of being the batting star for the first game, it probably would have been the kid shortstop. He only hit 228 in the pennant race. Medrick held up at second base after making a bluff at going around second to third. So Medrick is at second. Reese is at first. The single which was hit ahead of the runner coming down from first into left field. 
For the tying run is the second. Three to two favor the Yankees. And here is Herman Franks, left-hand batter, stepping in for his first at-bat. One man gone. Outfield around toward right on Franks. Infield up a step. Roughing throws. Frank swings as a ground ball to second. Gordon is up with it. George Rizzuto, one out to throw to first. Is a double play and the ball game's over. And Frank grounds into a quick double play. Second. Short to first. And he's re-split into second base. Rizzuto, in getting away from the bag and making his throw down to first, hurt himself and lay on the ground for just a moment. But he got the throw away and the ball game is over. And the Yankees get away winging. And Ruffing in trouble in the top of the ninth. Threw a dump ball to Franks. That's what the ball players say about getting a batter to hit one on the ground. And as the ball game was over on the double play, second to short to first, the Yankees win it three to two. And in the top of the ninth inning, there was no run. It's a threat went by the board. Two hits and only one man left. And the DP did it. In fact, a pair of double plays. The one in the seventh and the one in the ninth. I believe that will be the book of the material for those fellows who are going to be reviewing it and looking at it now that it's all over. Well, quite a ball game and quite a fit beginning for a great series. And this is the old redhead bowing out. And in just a moment, Bill Corum will give you a summary of today's game. Friends, now while the rest of us struggle through this crowd and what a crowd it is, how about you fans making a beeline to the nearest store for the greatest bargain and shaving comfort that ever came down the pike? Remember, while the supply of combination lasts, you can get a tube of Gillette shaving cream, either lather or brushless, absolutely free with the purchase of 10 sweet shaving Gillette blue blades for only 49 cents. And men, that's just the price of the blades alone. You don't pay a cent for the shaving cream. So hurry to your dealers and get your supply of these money-saving combinations right away. All right, here's our good friend, Bill Corn. Come in, Bill, and tell them how the ball game looked to you. Well, there's so many highlights, Bob, in this ball game that uh, I hardly know where to start. But, of course, the real thing was Ruffing's masterly pitching. He just pitched like the great champion he is. That was his seventh series game, of which he's won six. So you know he's a pitcher. He's getting a little older, but he's a veteran. He's a master. Uh, a real right-hander and a real ball player. He comes from out in the cold country out around Illinois, no Comus, I believe, Jim Bottomley's town. And when he was a youngster, there was a mine accident in which he lost four toes on one foot. But, of course, he doesn't pitch uh, with his foot. He was pitching with that good right arm and with his heart and with everything he had this afternoon, and he richly deserved a win. As Red has probably told you, our Bob Davis was the losing pitcher. He didn't do badly. It was a tough ball game right down to that beautiful double play that wound it up. And uh, nobody could get more than one run, of course, in any one inning. That's the kind of teams they are. I was particularly pleased uh, with Reese's play. Uh, uh, he just is a grand little shortstop. I thought he would be in this series. He hit the ball hard. Another highlight, of course, was the Maggio failing to hit, but he will hit. He's a great hitter. And uh, Camille's the two siege guns, in fact, being pretty helpless. Camille just couldn't get his bat on the ball the first three times up there. Struck out three times without even raising a foul, I believe. And then, of course, hit that long ball to DiMaggio on his last trip. But those fellows are hitters. It's Camille's trick. He either drives it miles or he misses it entirely. He misses it a long way. And DiMaggio the same way. Dickey, battery mate for roughing through so many of these tense and thrilling series games, was just a standout ball player he is. He's got ice water in his veins. 
And in that ninth inning, when it looked like roughing might be going to slip a little bit, Medwick's beautiful bunt down there that took the Yankees by surprise. He dashed back and grabbed the foul, and Medwick bluffed, but he wasn't bluffing Dickie. Dickie didn't even look at him because he know, knows that Joe is not as fast as he used to be and uh, wasn't going to try to go on that. That one play where the Dodgers did try that might have been the turning point. You've got to play baseball, however, and take those chances, and uh, I saw nothing wrong with it. You'll read a lot about Reese's coming down there after Rolf grabbed that foul and running into a double play, which uh, hurt Brooklyn a lot. But I believe that uh, in my judgment, which is only my own personal feeling, that that's the way to play the game. He wanted to get that run over there. You've got to play for the tie first before you can win, and Reese wasn't out by much. Rizzuto redeemed himself incidentally on that play because he was the one who put Big Ruffing into that trouble. And then right after that, both he and Garden ran into each other, but not the ball on Reese's single over second base. Either one could have gotten in front of it, but neither did, and it went through. And it looked like the Dodgers might become roaring along, as they so often do in those late innings. But today, Mr. Ruffing was the kingpin. The Yankees were, as always, a great team. It's going to be this kind of a series right down to the wire. I haven't any question about it. I thought DeRocher's judgment was excellent in the use of his pitchers. Casey looked wonderful. Allen looked all right, a little bit shaky. Hit Sturm on the leg with that ball, and it was really hit, too. Uh, Sturm was pretty, Johnny was pretty well uh, knocked around by that one, but of course it was unintentional, as everybody understands. And uh, those things happen in all ball games and World Series games as well. Uh, I thought DeRocher did well to save Higby. He can't uh, throw in there. There are going to be a lot of games. Naturally, everybody who knows baseball and all you listeners and all this record crowd here, a record crowd both in attendance and in money paid in for any World Series and all the history of the game, know how important that first game is. You just can't take it away. It was a great break for the Yankees to be able to get through. It was tough for the Dodgers not to get it because it's going to count a lot and it gives uh, McCarthy a chance to jockey his pitchers a little. I sort of have a hunch, I may be wrong, that Gomez will go for him tomorrow. Uh, Lefty's never lost a World Series game. Joe would like very much to see him win one in this series and this would look like the spot here on his home ground uh, where he might take a chance with him and I sort of have a hunch that he will. I don't believe he would if Ruffing hadn't pulled through with that great job of pitching. Of course, with DeRocher, he, he might have led with his ace, and uh, there'll also be plenty of second-guessing about that. That's one of the privileges and prerogative of baseball fans and writers and radio announcers, too, to second-guess a little bit. That's just part of the game, and uh, uh, Leo may be criticized, but I think that the pitching was so good, there was no big uprising, never a time. Most of the runs scored with two out, where you could say, well, anybody might pitch that way, Wyatt or anybody else. I assume now that he will have to come back in there with Wyatt, a great pitcher, and that's just my guess of the pitchers for tomorrow, Gomez against Wyatt. May turn out to be two other fellows from Buffalo. I don't know, but that's the way I sort of figured it'll break. And uh, uh, all the play, the, the Dodgers, as I said before up here when I shared before the game started, I didn't believe that Reese or Reese or Rizzuto or any of these freshman players were going to show any jitters, and they certainly didn't show any jitters. I mean, Rizzuto's error was just one of those errors that shortstops make. And the ball getting through there, just skipping over second base. As I said, both Garden and Rizzuto might have got it, but it's the kind of a play that comes up all the time and nobody was jittery. It wasn't the fact that the kid was scared or that Garden uh, pulled a bad play because he didn't. And that was the big chance for the Dodgers. The Yanks uh, had the game all the way unless Brooklyn could break through. 
and uh, they couldn't. And I have the summaries here that they sent up from downstairs. They don't agree with mine, but I'll give them to you. It's 361 and 280, they said, but I have it 361 and 261, and that's what Red has, and I believe that's correct. However, they just phone from downstairs, and sometimes those things take a little while to settle with official scores. But when you do get the official count, I think you will see three runs for the Yankees, six hits and one error, two runs for the Dodgers, six hits and one error. And the crowd, as Red probably told you, our Bob was, I'm not up here, you know, during the broadcast, I'm down the press box, but it was 68,548 record, $265,396 paid in, a record, a perfect baseball day, a perfect, perfect beginning, no complaint at the umpires, no squabbling on the field, only once McGowan turned and said something to somebody on the Yankee bench, just as a gift, I'd say Fletcher, because he's their leading jockey. And uh, he waved to him and said, pipe down, and I'm sure he did pipe down, and that's the way the ball game went. There was no squawking anywhere, no anything, but just good, clean, fine baseball, a wonderful crowd, a wonderful day, and two wonderful teams, and I guess that about winds it up until tomorrow. And then I'll turn you back to Bob Nelson, and uh, he'll give you what he's got there. Thanks very much. Thanks very much, Bill Farm. That was nice summing up. Fans, uh, people are streaming out now through the various exits here at Yankee Stadium. You can hear some music right down under our mutual booth here as the uh, one of those makeup bands is walking by, five or six pieces. But that's all there is. There's one thing certain, however, and that is if the weatherman gives us a good day here tomorrow, you'll be at your radio, we'll be here at these microphones, and Gillette will bring you another wonderful ball game. And so this is Bob Elson saying goodbye for all of us, for Red Barber, Bill Corm, and myself. We'll be back here tomorrow at 1.15 Eastern Standard Time to give you the play-by-play description of the second game of the World Series through the courtesy of the Gillette Safety Razor Company. This is the Coast to Coast Network of the Mutual Broadcasting System.